The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. Get this thing's gonna hit the screen and people are gonna love it. And you're gonna be like, why did this make so much money? Because none of it is good. None of it's like Birds of Prey. It's not even a good movie. DC's bar is like, I, because DC doesn't have to make good movies for people to be like, yay. Big Man says Jay is great, but he drunk as fuck. Heck says drunk Joe is my fave Joe. And Heck is my fave Heck. Punishers out here like kneecap and jaywalkers doing yeah. a bad job of having sex with that cat. Yeah, well, dude, you can't <laughs> fuck a cat. Like, he'll scratch the fuck out of you. Punish my dick. I do want to. I'm ready to join the party. You know what I'm saying? Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on allgames.com. Fantastic Forum, assemble. Welcome back once again. We're here with you live on this cold Wednesday evening. Cold for me, I'm pretty sure it's nice and and uh, mild for some of you who are attacked by the polar vortex. Nevertheless, we're all here bringing you a show today. We're going to be talking about <clears throat> Age of X-Men Alpha. As well as Female Furies, number one, from DC. And we got some news. As always, this uh, this show is brought to you by Jeffrey's Comics, the good people that sell comics and stuff out of South Bay and, and LA. They always have a good deal for you. Buy three trade paperbacks. You get one free if you mention our name, Fantastic Forum. And you can give them a call. 310-538-3198. That's the number. Can, uh, yeah. What's that noise? I think it's a fan. Huh? I think it's a fan. 
Uh, <laughs> one of our fans? <laughs> one of our noisy fans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, as usual, this is how we do. We're always a little buggy, a rough start. But once the alcohol and cannabis kicks in, we're good. Um, on the line, you heard Oz out in the middle of the polar vortex, making sure we you can hear us. Yeah, maybe my lines are frozen, and that's a, that's what you were hearing. It's weird. You also heard Larry calling from somewhere on the four hundred five. <laughs> Gridlock's a mother. Then you have Joe. Has a weird avatar that's giving me the finger. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Joe? But yeah, well, how are you guys feeling? I feel good. I can't complain, man. I mean, I'm just, just happy to be here. <laughs> how about you? Yeah. I'm all right. Emily made me watch a documentary about child molestation and kidnapping. Oh, good times. Yeah. Did that convince you that that's wrong? Uh, well, you know what it did convince me is that you're never really like gonna rely on the system to do what's right. Like you gotta break every bone in their body yourself. So you oh. you don't just set their apartment on fire and walk away? No, well that's what the guy did here, but it didn't work. <laughs> You don't just randomly go hunt for people of a particular race like Liam Neeson? Yeah. No. No, you don't. No. You don't use been... that specific skill set that will make you hunt them down. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? Oh, dude. How'd, you, how'd you feel about that, Larry? I mean, I, I was I was hurt. And I, yeah. I, and I was used because I was like, what made Liam Neeson feel like he should tell that story? Like, no one asked him that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's odd. It's it like, is really odd. <laughs> It's like it's almost like he he was like virtue signaling, but it backfired. <laughs> well, but that's the, the moral of story was it like, yeah, man, I was really messed up, and it's like you know we really shouldn't be profiling people like that. You know, the moral of the story for him was like, man, like you know you got to make sure that you know you don't fall into that trap of revenge, and it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like you just said you were hunting down, you were like looking for black people to to beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's like it doesn't even make any sense unless like three days from now we find out that Liam Neeson like has dementia. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's what you need to have happened where you're like, oh, I get it. Well, you know, interestingly, like I've heard that Liam Neeson has a really big dick. <laughs> so maybe he had a heart on and the blood flow went from one head to the other. Maybe. I don't know, man. I was just like, wow, that's weird. Yeah, like, I didn't actually hear it, but from what I heard, it's like, well, sounds a little funky. Yeah, it turned out to be worse than I thought. It, it, it's one of those things where I read a story about it at first. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, that, that didn't happen. That sounds crazy. You're like, not Qui-Gon. <laughs> I was like, no way. And then I saw it pop up. Like, I literally waited for, like, three other sources before I believed it. I was like, Damn. Because the way that you hear the story the first time, it was just like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, that didn't happen. It's not crazy. Didn't yeah. Qui-Gon kill Darth Maul? Well, I know why Mace Windu and him don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, you know, the way I heard it, I was like, well, he if it just happened to be a black guy, 
if it was an Asian guy, he would have said it the same way. But then when I actually read the transcript, it's like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. But that's the thing. It wouldn't have mattered if it was like just an Asian guy or just a white guy. Like, it, like, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's just like, wait, what? Like, why would you even think in those kind of terms? Like, that feels like it says something about you as, as a person. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and like you said, why, why even bring it up? Nobody asked him. Nobody would have known. He's talking to a reporter and he's yeah. like, hey, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, I think they asked him a question about revenge because he's like doing like a revenge movie. And so I, I get it. Like, I get that you answer, you know, if you're like, oh, I have a personal anecdote and, you know, you maybe you're trying to sound a little tough. Like, I get that. But why do you need the racial component? Like, I, that's the thing where it's like, what made him feel that was going to go over well? Like, I just don't understand that part of it. Right. He could he could have just said he went out for a week looking for the guy right <laughs> right yeah it's so or he strange. Could, any other like he could he could use like any other like distinguishing characteristic and even went to some his friends later be like actually it was black people but you know, <laughs> you know i said guys with tattoos but i meant black people <laughs> i'm know? just happy he censored himself and said a black bastard instead of, <laughs> yeah something a little more catchy well, oh, don't, don't forget, dude. Liam Neeson is a, is a dude that was a, a teacher. He slapped a student for talking shit to him. That that happened. Well, I was in, when I was in school, a teacher slapped a kid, not for talking mess though. He was like trying to grab something. You know how like adults will like hold something up high, yeah, so they can't reach it. It was like a ball, and this my it was uh, my teacher that taught me how to play chess. He was from he was from Ireland, Mr. O'Keefe. And he held the ball up. He was tall, too. And the kid was trying to jump up to get the ball. And at, at, a, at a certain point, like after he did like three, four jumps, he just backhanded him. <laughs> oh, so it's an Irish thing. Yeah, it's an Irish thing. Irish. Or is Liam Irish or Welsh or that general area, I guess. It's the same thing. They all look the same. Okay. They'll come get you. <laughs> they, they all drink Guinness. That's the important thing. All right. And they slap kids <laughs> in class. <laughs> Uh, if you do want to get in on the conversation, there's we- ways to reach us. You can call us on Skype, Fantastic Forum on Skype, and then there's chat, allgames.com slash live, where you can uh, say stuff like uh, Heck here, who says, who's smoking a bowl? Okay, so I'm not going to push that yeah. button. No, push it anyway. That's yeah, too late. I still want to no, 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 the moment's do it anyway. I need to take a breath anyway. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah. So that's that. That takes care of all the business, except I didn't thank Scott Rubin, but, you know, he uh, he's has his Chase spokesman money. <laughs> he doesn't need our accolades. The Chase Bank millions? <laughs> yeah. He's chasing what matters. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, you know, I I said last week I was going to review Polar, which is a movie on Netflix, but instead I I finally watched Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh wow! What do you and, think? Well, first of all, Larry, once again, you don't know how to explain things. What are you talking about? Because you tell me, look, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp, it's it's an okay movie. Like you should watch, you should definitely watch it. I didn't think it was an okay movie. I thought you thought it was good. Uh, right. I, I didn't want to say it was good, like so people misconstrue what I think. Oh. But uh, all you, what you, if you wanted to get me to watch this movie, all you should have said was, 
that Walton Goggins is in it. I'm not sure I know who that is. He's the bad guy in it, but not the villain. Gotcha. Like, he's the, uh, whatchamahoozit, the southern guy. Gotcha. That guy's my favorite. Is he really? Um, yeah, yeah, I love that guy. He's so what? good. Everything he's in, he's really good. I believe you. Like, but, and the- except that. I mean, he's good in it, but. Oh, that's the only, that's the only thing yeah. he's been <laughs> The one thing. He's like, oh. Yeah, I, I didn't like how they did Black Goliath. I mean that that I could agree with. Like it's like I would have preferred a different a different portrayal, but yeah. it wasn't bad. Well, no, I mean his his motivations and everything were were in the right. You know, it, it, I guess in the right for him being, you know, a shield guy and, and seeing the authoritative bureaucracy, like just discard a person that was an asset. Yeah. So him feeling the need to. to but he could have he could have really just gone up to Hank Pym and been like, hey, she needs our help, man. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like they hated each other and they didn't get along for certain reasons, but not for not helping her, you know? Especially this tame ass Hank Pym they do in the MCU. Like he even said, like, look, I'm a helper. Let me do this first because there's only a, a short window, and then he, and then he's okay with it. Right. Except he doesn't tell Ghost. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like Ghost is there's like 20 minutes of Ghost almost killing people where it's like he could have just said like, hey, they're gonna they have a window of time to do this, and then we're gonna take care of you, and then you know you don't have the FBI don't have to get involved or anything. I don't uh, think that you would have waited anyway, but I feel you. They could have had that scene. Yeah, yeah. it could have it could have cemented her as a villain and Bill Foster as a as a good guy. Instead, they're all gray, just like her costume. <laughs> But it's much because it's a good costume. Oh yeah, it's a great costume. It's probably probably the most true to like from comic to screen costume ever. Probably pretty close, yeah. And then uh yeah. I hate uh what else did I hate about it? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how that's like where where you go, like, even though you, you clearly enjoyed it. I mean, I said it from the start, like when I saw the trailer, the trailer, it's a fun movie. Like, yeah. it, I almost wish they did more, uh, well, maybe not more MCU movies like this, but it, it's it's definitely the lightheartedness in it. It, it gives it, it, it's part, the, the fun, there's certain fun when it comes to superhero stories, even if they're kind of, um, not, I don't want to say dark or grim, but like, there's a lot on the line, you know? Right, right. So, you know, you can see that with super Superman a lot, you know, like even if it's just the way he talks to a bystander or a citizen that he's inadvertently protected, you know, right? Um, and you know, this there was a lot on the line in this movie, and there's that tension of like, man, are they going to be able to do it throughout the whole movie? Mm-hmm. And then it still happens to be fun and and, and action packed and everything. Wait. So yeah, I mean, I I did like it. I just don't like the pims or I guess in this case the Van Dynes. Like, it, it, I don't know. It's just definitely Hank Pym. I wish would have been done different. I, I they missed a good opportunity to like, like if he could have put on a suit too and done some of that stuff too. Like especially like in the when Scott Lang's trying to like evade the the police, the FBI. Like he just deflates the suit, <laughs> it leaves it big, and then leaves. Yeah, like they could have just had. Oh, he takes it off, and it's Hank Pym. Yeah, as Giant Man. But yeah, and they don't mention Pym particles at all, huh? They did in the first one. That was yeah, the formula. Yeah. So Goggins yeah. is your favorite? Is that because he does a lot of westerns? Uh, I mean, he does do a lot of westerns, but he he was also in uh, what's that show? Uh, Vice Principals, which was really good. Huh. It's good to know. That's your favorite generic as villain actor. Yeah, I mean, he could be a hero too. No, I have one too. Mine is uh, 
William Fitchner. Oh yeah, that guy's good. He William Fitchner. <laughs> you know William Fitchner. In Dark Knight, he's the the guy at the bank that the Joker puts a grenade in his mouth. Yeah, and then he's also the guy in Transformers that's like the FBI guy, but that's like doesn't care about Transformers lives. They don't matter to him. The first in the first Transformers movie, I think he's in all of them. Oh jeez, I, yeah, I know who you're talking Here, about. Oh, you're not in chat, are you? Um, I can get in chat. Because I'll post this picture in chat. It's one of those guys that you've you've seen because he's done a thousand different things. But he is yeah. kind of generic okay. that yeah. he, he I know disappears. Just put the picture in there anyway. Okay. If you want to see him do, like, good acting, like, watch his scenes in Grace Under Fire. I know it's old. I know only people that didn't go to school on Wednesdays <laughs> would catch it on syndication. But... He played this weird, like, awkward dude on there. And I'm like, man, this guy's good. Because I thought he was just like that. And then I see him in everything. You know, you see him in Transformers. He's like smooth, like, Demonair villain guy. Oh, that's not who I, that's not who I thought it was. I who thought, did you think it was? I thought we were talking about the, the the guy that's silly. Oh, John Torturo? Yeah, that's who I thought we were talking no, about. No, that guy that guy's good all around. Like you can't yeah. he's not yeah. a generic villain guy because he could be the hero too. Like I've seen him be the, the the leading man in movies and he's he's that guy's amazing. Yeah. Man, I wonder should I have a generic villain actor? I wonder if I have I mean, one that you I'm do. Gonna... You do. Um he's that one white guy. Uh, I mean we just talked yep. about two white guys. <laughs> He was in that movie uh, Hound Dog, I think it was called. Oh, dude, come on. I, I don't think I saw that Hound Dog. <laughs> no, I know you didn't, but the guy's in it. and. But he's my favorite generic villain actor. <laughs> yeah, his name is David Morse. Oh, I, I see that him. Guy. Can you put that in chat too, uh? yeah. Joe, do you have a favorite generic villain actor? Preferably a white one. I'm not sure if I do. Mm. Look, that might be Joe's favorite generic villain actor too. See, he was in Green Mile. Kind of like one guy, the short, bald guy. Like he was in Chipmunks. <laughs> he was a Chipmunk. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. No, yeah, that dude. guy's good. But that guy's good all around. Like he's not yeah, yeah. generic. He's like generic villain. Actor. Is, is that the yeah, Rhino? Like, all these guys we're talking about, like they could they could cast them as good guys, and then the twist is they're bad guys, and nobody sees it coming. Yeah, uh, that I do know that guy. I, I don't know, know if he's my. I, I don't. I don't know if he would be my favorite. But, I haven't seen half yeah. the shit that guy's in. Hmm? I'm he's on in everything. I'm on his IMDb yeah, page. I haven't seen most of this stuff. But Larry loves him. <laughs> Hector's in chat. He says, "If they a white guy, they a bad guy." <laughs> That's racist. That's heck. That's well, racist. Heck, is a bad hombre. Right. <laughs> right. Bad hombre. But he's going to be on the walk. <laughs> somebody, somebody was suggesting that before Endgame starts, they should do a recap of the entire uh, Marvel cinematic that, that connects to, to Avengers Endgame. Have a whole recap done by Michael Pena. Yeah. I hate that. By, what, by Michael Pena? That's hilarious. Yeah. Like his Ant-Man little riff that he does. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would like to see that. I don't want it before the movie, though. <laughs> well, like, I hate it because that guy's a good actor. He is. And it's like, they just he's just the goofy Mexican friend in, the, in this movie. like That punches in people in the face. It's like his superpower is he punches people in the face. He's face punch man. He didn't punch anybody in Ant-Man and Wasp. Maybe he ran out of punches in, in Ant-Man because he's punching everybody in the face in Ant-Man. Like, he even begs to have a suit. Like, I just want a suit. I don't need a superpower. And it's like, come on, man. You have a superpower. You're bilingual in California. <laughs> like, have some fucking dignity. I saw him. Like, to, yeah. me, that's, to me, that's like when, like, Billie Holiday did blackface, even though she was, like, black. Black. You know, like... <laughs> 
It's like, come on, man. Like, is, is that's that, how I felt watching that guy. Isn't that just getting a tan? Well, it's what? a double humiliation. Like, they don't hire you because they only hire white people to do blackface. So if they hire a black person, they have to put blackface on it, too. Like, but, that, it's double the insult. I don't feel like that's Michael Pena's fault, though. Like, Michael Pena is like, I mean, obviously, he's just trying to work in general. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm, not, like, I'm not blaming him. Oh. I mean, when, when you know, when those lines, like, I felt like telling that guy, like, the, the character, like, he has some fucking dignity, you know? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that was like he's in a he's in a murder mystery show. I forget what it's called, but he's, it was a British show that they remade here. Narcos? No, he was in. It was um the the British one was called Broadchurch. Great point. I don't point. know what the American one was. Oh yeah, and he was what, really good in it. Like yeah, he, he was, played a white guy. He played a what? He played a white guy. Like, Did he's he? A, well, he I guess he was Hispanic, but he was a dude married to a white female. Both yeah. his kids were white. Yeah. you know, like like and they you know he played it well. Like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he's too dark for this whole community, but I can buy it, you know? <laughs> oh, his, his next movie is Dora the Explorer as Dora's father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, this guy should be... Now I want Hispanic superheroes just so he could have a role. No, he, he he's real good. He's real good and has been for a long time. Yeah. He has played a Hispanic superhero. He was Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That guy ain't Hispanic or Hooper superhero. Um, damn, I can't remember what Broadchurch's American version is called because Bro- Broadchurch is a place. Yeah, and- it's called like Rose Beach or something. Right, and they just named like they just changed the name of it to be yeah, the place. Uh, in but, but David, David Tennant was in both of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's that. I'm glad you got to see it though. All that for me to say that I want like Hispanic superhero now. I'm gonna be as vocal as the black people. You got vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still play second fiddle to Flash. Well, you got Machete. Uh, look, again, a Machete is a, that, that stereotypical, like, you don't have Machete come meet your, you know, date your daughter. You know what I mean? Hey, machete could literally save the world, and then people will still want to build a wall. S- strangely <laughs> enough, that, that was a plot point in The Flash, where Vibe was dating Machete's daughter. <laughs> yeah. What about um, movies? I'm sorry, say that again, Joe. He was in one of the Spy Kids movies. Machete, yeah, he was in all of them. He was their oh. uncle. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because he's wait, was he the uncle or the grandpa? No, he was the uh, Edward James almost was the grandpa. Oh, okay. He was like the uncle, but like the the like the best friend, like he's play uncle, I guess. Oh, like, he's you. the dad's best friend. What about um, Antonio Banderas? You call him Machete. I'm sorry, say that again. They actually, do call him Machete. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, what did you say? I said, what about Antonio Banderas? He's not He's yeah. not Latino. Oh, was he Spanish? Yeah, he's white. I mean, he's not white, but... Yeah, but he's, he's but white. He's, like, he's European-Hispanic. Like, he just speaks Spanish. Yeah, he's, but, he's Spain Spanish. He's even got a little yeah. bit of that lisp, right? He's the colonizer. Like, I that's the that. guy that raped my great-great-grandmother. And Antonio Banderas? <laughs> well, his, his ancestor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm like, I bet you if you ask him, he'll say, I did do that. <laughs> but I mean... Well, but He'll say she was asking for it. But Antonio, but Antonio Banderas doesn't have a, uh, 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 what, what, what we think of, I guess, as a typical Spaniard kind of look, though, right? I mean, right. But that's how they get away with it, like in in Hollywood, you know, like. I mean, he does to me. He, yeah, to us, he's a white guy. I mean, but I mean, uh, traditional Spaniards are are fairer than Antonio Banderas, right? No, no. In fact, that's why he, him playing Zorro was so perfect. Cause everybody was calling him a Mexican superhero. I'm like, no, Zorro was a Don. That fool was a Spaniard. Yeah. All right. 
But but okay, I guess I'm uh, look. I might be your shades Mr. are all off. Like you know, you yeah, like I know the color when you see white. Spaniards aren't aren't white. Like aren't white white. But I feel like Antonio Banderas is a bit darker than. No, Andrew. he just has black hair where they had more brown hair. Wow, he was born in Spain. Yeah, I thought it was just his parents. No, yeah. no, no, he was born in Spain. He's he, like he was making movies there before he was here. But yeah, Tiger Claw said they don't know his name. It's Danny Trejo. We know his name, but he's still machete. <laughs> uh, Hex says stereotyping mirror. I guess we all racist, huh? Wow, that fool Danny <laughs> Trejo has like thirty movies in post production right now. Yeah, <laughs> all of them sound like like action. Like literally, he's the one dude that's like you know because there's a whole genre now of old men kicking ass, and like he's the one old man that you can see kicking ass. Have you ever met Danny Trail? Uh, actually, one time while I was driving through Pacoima, he was holding up a car wash sign in front of a house. Is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I was like, are you are you Yeah, making? that's as close as I got to meet him. I actually drove twice. I wanted to get a, a, a picture of it. And I think maybe it's on my Twitter still. But yeah, it was a fast, like, dr- driving by picture. I think Lawrence took me to a party where he was at. And I think we oh, met yeah. him there. I was there, too. So we met him. I met him twice, technically. <laughs> Mo got all happy because his machete is shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. like, day trail really short, man. Like, he... Yeah. he he comes across as dangerous, but he's really yeah, short. He, he's, he is dangerous. Yeah, dude, he's killed people. You got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful with the short ones because those are the ones that like, you know, the big guy, you knock him out, he'll fall. It's a long fall. The hit that you that you gave him that made him fall is one hit. And then when he lands is another hit. But the little guy takes longer to hit the ground and to get back up. Yeah, don't don't forget that fool was straight out of Sam Quentin when he did Desperado. Yeah, work. Uh, Tiger Claw says, I would love to see Danny Trejo in the MCU. Who could he play? Well, um, Tiger Claw, you know comics and MCU more than anybody. You tell us. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. It's his birthday. It's Tiger Claw's birthday? Yeah. Wow. I bet you didn't know he had a job now, too. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Tiger Claw's a job? Yeah. Doing what? Look, you ask him. He can't talk about that. Oh, what? <laughs> Tyre Claw has like government clearance now? What happened? No. No, no. No. We've (laughs) we've discussed his profession before. Yeah. It's it's one of the oldest professions. Got it. Yeah, the Got houses it. have had windows for like, yeah, even caves had a window. Yeah, they would make windows in order to get some sunlight in. I don't know what Lawrence was thinking. Yeah, he was thinking barbering. I mean, I he, thinking, he is cruising the streets right now, so. I, I was thinking Uber, Uber driver. <laughs> All this to say that, Larry, you read X, Age of X-Men Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> I did read Age X-Men Alpha number one. I guess which, we should play the review music, huh? Yes. Review. Review. Well, not not like that, but like. Indeed. So, uh, Age of X Men number one. Um, this is this is actually. Uh, I mean, I, everybody that listens to this show already knows, but for those of you who don't, I'm a huge X Men fan. It's what got me into comics. I, really? Yeah. I would I would have never pegged you for that. 
Wait, did you say X-Men or X-Man? X-Men. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. X-Men. X-Men fan is what I was trying to say if I did, if I misspoke. I mean, just X-Men in general. Huge X-Men in general fan. I am a fan of X-Man himself, though. You mean Logan? (laughs) Right. Logan, X-Man, Logan. <laughs> so crazy. You got to be like really, really, really down with Fantastic Form to get that reference. Or yeah, you but... can just follow us on Instagram and see it tomorrow on IGTV. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But anyway, um, yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Age of Apocalypse. Like just about any X, almost all of X, all X-Men fans are. I mean, the Age of Apocalypse was... Like, it was so good, they were trying... It was intended to be the end of the X-Men series. And I think if if X-Men had ended with the Age of Apocalypse, I would have been sad, but I would have been satisfied. You know what I mean? I'm glad it So, didn't. it would have been satisfied, but with a D instead of a T? Yes. There it is, because that's what we do now, right? We satisfied <laughs> but x-man the character x-man was was the genetic experiment of pure summers and pure gray dna put together by that alternate reality version of mr sinister which you know if, if you know the character mr sinister that's what he's always been trying to do is basically like find the purest and most powerful strains of mutant dna and make like a perfect mutant with them and he's always always had a hard on for summers and gray dna and had never gotten like the opportunity to kind of make a perfect pairing of those two dna's because the the x-men had always stopped them one way or the other so he gets like half of one or maybe like a little bit of the other and so he never gets like that perfect clone in the age of apocalypse because apocalypse basically took over the world and all the mutants were left unfettered in that apocalyptic you know dystopian future he was able to do it and x-man that character was the product of it and he was basically like a damn near all-powerful mutant. And so that character was one of the few characters that was able to come over from that timeline that doesn't exist anymore, quote-unquote, the Age of Apocalypse. Um, But it's what they're doing now is they're telling another alternate timeline kind of story, but Age of X-Men, instead of being a dystopian future, is actually a utopian future. And that was created um, when X-Men was just trying to basically make the world a better place. The X-Men were trying to stop him they failed he rewrote reality so it's kind of like it's a similar story to age of apocalypse just kind of turned on its head where the world's a utopia everyone's a mutant no so uh, the event uh, where he tried to rewrite reality and the x-men failed to well actually did, did that actually happen in the past? Um, when you say did it actually happen in the past what do you mean for example like this is age of x-men so this is if the X-Men failed to stop him from rewriting reality, right? I mean, isn't that, yeah, it, it, that did actually happen, like, literally, like, last month in, in Uncanny X-Men. Oh, okay. Like, like Uncanny Uncanny X-Men, like, 10. All right. Like, yeah, not even last month, because that, that book's coming out, like, weekly. Yeah, so it was it wasn't last, last, week, it wasn't last week, two weeks la- ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago because last week the um, annual came out. Okay, and then this week number eleven came out. So yeah, it's like, uh, and what happened is, um, you know, Legion was actually trying to stop. He was teaming up with the X Men to try to stop X Man from, you know, changing reality, and um, he ended up he ended up um, inadvertently helping X Man because you know Legion felt responsible for X Man's existence because Legion is the one that created the Age of apocalypse when when he, he killed um, when, yeah, when he killed Dave right back in the day um I and remember that like it was yesterday 
I know, right? Right? It's crazy and how, like, oh, well, no. yeah, before you continue, it's crazy how, like, that story, like, kind of resonates still, like, if you read it or if you're reading it again, like, still oh. just from seeing how everything has gone and the characters, you yeah. know. Oh, it, it had super lasting ramifications. And, you know, and that, that, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, where, um, I mean, you could kind of tell to a degree that they were really, like, going for broke. When it came to the age of apocalypse, like you could tell it was really going to like it, it it was potentially an ending because they were just like, well, you know, everything's on the table. We're going to kill Professor X. We're going to like let people act this way versus that way. It's just like, you know, no, no one. It, you could, It felt like the story was being told in not so much a reckless way, but in a way where it's like doesn't matter what the ramifications are, you know, like consequences be damned. Right. Exactly. Legion teams up with the X-Men. He, he tries to to help stop. He tries to stop um, X-Men, but instead, like, X-Men literally ends up taking over Legion's body. And so now he's, like, Le- uh, X-Men was already super powerful because he's, like, basically, like, the most powerful, like, psychic. Now he has all of Legion's powers, so now he can just do whatever he wants. And what he did was rewrite reality. And so uh, so this book is basically kind of like the primer, which, again, it, it, it parallels with Age of Apocalypse in the sense that Age of Apocalypse had an Age of Apocalypse alpha that kind of introduced you to the new world and the new like status quo and all the books like it kind of gave you like a little hint uh, or a little taste of what like all the books were going to be like and be about and Age of X-Men does the same thing where it kind of sets up like the the like kind of sets up what this reality is all about and then it even gives you like the little the little asterisks to let you know like hey if you want to know more about this part of the story you can go check out this book coming out you know in two weeks or in, in you know later this month and so yeah it's it's um it's really it's really interesting because like the idea that places a utopia versus a dystopia is is really different for x-men because x-men always have all these terrible futures you know whether you're talking about days of future past age of apocalypse like you know like uh, all of them are like the worst things that could ever happen and this one is basically like you know it's like oh no this is actually a nice society and you know people feel good about what's happening for the most part but as you know it's terrible to me it's well well i guess i mean i guess it's all it's all a matter of opinion in the sense that you know it's like it's not like people seem unhappy but it's not look i i don't disagree with joe but I think that's part of the point where, you know, right from this alpha, you realize that it's not all roses, all roses. Yeah. Because right. if Gene it would have been happy before they lobotomized her. Wait, what? Say that again? So Gene wasn't happy before they lobotomized her. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that they lobotomized her is that it's not all roses. Like if it was, if it was great, then, you know, the series would be about the utopia, but it's <laughs> not like right in this first issue, Larry, I don't want to cut no. your preamble off, but from me reading it, and you know, since we're giving opinions already, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is like every time you see a utopia. I talked about this in The Walking Dead when we were talking about that one, uh, what was it the 160s or something where Michonne found out her daughter was alive in that community? Oh, right, 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 where everything seems like seems good but then you have the authoritative bureaucracy, right? And that's what fucks shit up. Don't, and don't forget that in order to achieve this utopia they they've gotten rid of all humans so yeah, so it's like okay. it's like if hitler was successful and got rid of all of the races and now this is the world he's created it's not well, really a utopia because you know that there had to be some kind of genocide well it's not like hitler did it it's like jfk did it 
No, no, but it's different because it's not like they got rid of the humans. I just think they made everybody a mutant. That's not the same thing. Kind of sounds you know, like it is. It looked, it, however you want to justify genocide, you go ahead. No, it's not genocide. It's not just like there's a difference between killing all the white people and making all the people black. Yeah, or 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 fat people. Like you, you get rid of fat people, but not by killing fat people. You just make them all thin. Yeah, like that's not the same thing. You still have. I'm not saying, huh? You still forcing something on somebody they don't want. Yeah. Look again, we're not saying that it's the right thing to do. Right. We're just fixing your comparison. Yeah. 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 I just you know, it's like don't get me wrong it's like i would like to believe that most people if had if they had a choice between like say being killed or becoming mexican would be would choose to be mexican but you know hey to each their own i guess <laughs> you know i don't think of that as the same thing i know a few people that would rather be killed <laughs> that's messed up yeah this this book pissed me off man it's like as what? soon as something interesting starts to happen hey you gotta yeah. buy this other shit yeah well, look it and pissed I, me off too but i, 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 blame- I don't want to let larry finish his preamble of it because no no go for it go for it let's go in well i i I blame you larry for putting me through that hell and not telling me this was uh basically a giant infomercial for for marvel well that's what alphas are yeah and not to mention is that what that's what alphas are but like think about think about it like this it's not like i mean it's like six first issues of a book all in one so if they did their job right which it seems like they did you know you'll be like oh wow like my biggest issue was that it was going to cost like six number ones put together back in my day this book is the free one to get you to buy the other crap and it's that, you for this I, shit. I really it would have felt better as a zero. I know that's not what they were going for, but the fact that it was an infomercial trying to advertise all these other books, it just felt kind of weird as a number one. Well, but no, but it's age. It's it's alpha number no, one. Which, yeah, like I mean, it's basic. It's basically a zero. It's just a zero to the whole world, you know, or to the whole that whole reality. So it's like you know, but like keeping in mind, I, I don't want to, I don't want to mislead people here, like. They, this book does give you a whole story. It's just that the story also has other pieces to it. Yeah, it's the star, it's the trunk of a tree, and it branches off. Right, right. And one of those p- branches is completely nonsensical and out of nowhere. <laughs> Which one? The glob. What is he thinking? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That's true. They could have. That's the only one where I'm like, they could have handled that a little better because I'm like, I don't know what Glob is thinking, or I'm not he's sure. Just if I... there, and right. Glob, Glob is an interesting to to look at. So when he comes out in the comic, you're like, what the fuck, you know? And yeah, uh, especially like true. like somebody oh, that doesn't read X Men regularly, mm-hmm. like that'd be intriguing. So and he's just there like plowing the field or sweeping or whatever the fuck he's doing. I was too busy looking at his anatomy, <laughs> and uh, and then he's just looking at the girl that you know that's the catalyst of this whole story, for all intents and purposes, and uh, you're like he's looking at her and he's like Glob has no expression, but it's <laughs> yeah, like it's the way he's looking at her is like why is he looking at her like that? And then it says if you want to know what Glob's thinking, read such and such. Yeah, next gen. Yeah, and. They did that with a couple people. I think, uh, was it like the Bishop segment? Yeah. Has mm-hmm. two. So like his little segment gave you the infomercial for the next one. Yeah. And then kept going and gave you another one. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I was yeah. like pissed. I was like, is this going to be a $10 book? <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, if this is a $10 book, I'm going to be fucking pissed. But it was only three ninety nine or four yeah. nine something like that. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Yeah, this alpha book is is five bucks for for a fucking infomercial 
Yeah. Vertigo well, Vertigo charged me five bucks for first offenses. That was like hundred and sixty some pages. You can't you can't mess around and it, you can't call it an infomercial though, because it gave you a, a, its own story. Yeah, so it's infomercials. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Especially now, the fitness ones. <laughs> I feel like the fitness ones take you on a journey. And then <laughs> the, all the yeah, all the, the, the cooking ones like show you the finished meal. Word. I, I what I'll say is is Age of X Men Alpha gives you a self-contained story. Technically, you can read just this. If you want to know more, though, which I think it does a good job of intriguing you, the, it tells you the other books are there. But technically, you can get a full story reading just this. It's just the world is interesting. And it like, and, and I can tell you that, you know, the um, the first book actually came out today, the, the Marvelous X-Men, and I read it and, you know, it's like, yeah, it pays off in the sense that, you know, it's like you're learning more about that world and what the x-men like the role the x-men play in this world and how they do what they do and it's like it's it's interesting it's very it's very different because obviously you know we we all know the utopia isn't going to be all it's cracked up to be you don't have to read the book to find that out well they want the government wants you to think that so all the media you know makes it so yeah by the (laughs) way that that marvelous x-men number one pissed me off too oh you read that too Well, look, he got hooked in by the info. No, I read the wrong one because he just said uh, Age of X Man, and that that popped up. I'm like, okay, well, but he said well, Age of X Men Alpha, right? And I, and after I finished reading, it, I was like, okay, and then I looked at my phone again. I was like, Alpha. Yeah, I went back. Oh, it's another fucking book. I actually, I actually, the same thing happened to me. Only I didn't read the Marvelous X Men because. <laughs> Well, you know, when it's when it's an event, I'm a stickler and I got to read all the other stuff first. Well, I didn't get but very now, far. But cause... now Larry told me that Uncanny X-Men 11 like kicks it off like and I got to go back and read that. Yeah, I, I didn't get very far because page two of Marvelous X-Men X-23 is fucking doing piping work and turning a screw with her fucking uh, claws. Yeah. yeah. So automatically out the window. I'm not reading that bull crap. What, why How would dare. you read it? How, yeah, why would I read it? That's a good question, Lawrence. No, I don't why know. Why would you read it? Because it pissed me off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh I, I was a little bit mad too because I kind of thought the the book you that you suggested the book because this was going to introduce the uh that new character because I remember you guys said that he comes from Yeah. from this type of timeline that gets destroyed. Right. So, so I thought that's what he's going to be featured read. at some point but maybe towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah, he might yeah, you're right. Like this fool that fool might be from the Age of X-Men timeline. Yeah, that yeah. would be wild. I'll I don't never, know. We'll I'll never know now. Oh man. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, as an X-Men fan, uh and I should also mention that this was the this book was written by Zach Thompson and uh Lonnie Lonnie Nadler and the art was by uh Ramon Rosanis with uh color by uh Triona Pharrell. Yeah, those two suck. You didn't like the art? No, I didn't like it at all. Everyone has these like flat pasty type faces and the colors are all super muted yeah and it I love, makes I, everyone look even pastier i love yeah. the art yeah dude it, it's like the like propaganda kind of utopia type stuff like it fits the top 
the tone of the story so well. Like even when they showed that that you know spoilers when they show the um the apocalypse propaganda art it, it's yeah. uh it, it doesn't feel out of place because it just looks like the rest of the book right which is fine if it's propaganda art which i actually did like that uh poster mm-hmm. but the people just look weird to me for but most of them yeah but that's kind of the thing where the whole thing is propaganda joe yeah and look, I I don't look. I like propaganda art myself, but more importantly, I like Alphonse Mucha. And this is straight up Alphonse Mucha, like one on one art. Like they made a whole comic look like Alphonse Mucha. I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna go look him well, up. You now. got internet, motherfucker. I was about to say Gazentite. I I, I I literally just said I was gonna go look him up. Like. <laughs> Quite angry at me. I'm telling you, you intrigued me. I'm gonna put a. He, I guess he, he kind of did like what perfect. I guess what it would be like. You know how like uh, Larry, like you promoted some clubs or some nights at clubs or bands. Like yeah. you know that flyers have a certain a specific style of doing things. Oh yeah. So he does like theater bills for like what would be like in the Renaissance period or something. Oh wow. And uh, I'll uh, I'll put one in 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 Discord as soon as oh. I get a chance here. <laughs> Hex says, no. "Oh my glob. I love I like propaganda art." <laughs> what do you uh, say, Jay? Funny. Um, I was going to say, one of the things I did like in the story that we didn't touch on yet is that they pretty much made hope, like, Jesus. to God. Yeah. Yeah. I like, love that. that. awesome. Yeah, but they always called her the, the mutant messiah, the messiah. Yeah. Yeah, but now they pretty much call her God. They said, thank hope. Like, they use that <laughs> as their epitaph. Yeah, that's the part I didn't like. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the most interesting thing about this book, they they don't even tell you what book to buy to find it out. And that's why Colossus is missing an arm. But I blame X-Men for that, so it doesn't matter. I think I think that we'll find it out in Marvelous X-Men. Oz read that one, so... No, I mean, like, but it's it's more than one issue. Oh. Yeah, but oh, issue, I, I, issue one, he's still missing it. I'm sure there'll be, like, some kind of flashback or something before the book's done. Like, if I'm assuming that this is going to be in the same vein as, as Age of Apocalypse, where each of these individual, like, new, you know, quote-unquote new books are probably going to be, like, three or four issues, and then everything will revert back to, you know, the regular series. Now she's fucking gardening with the claws. God Word. <laughs> she doesn't have to kill a whole bunch of things. Oz, it's utopia. Then what do you need her for? When things Why is bad, there even an X-23? Why wouldn't there be an X-23? Like, I'm interested to see how Wolverine died. I mean, uh, look, I think, I feel like Wolverine is in space. That's why he's not there. He's just floating around? <laughs> no, no. Look, you know, Oh, did they say he died? Yeah. Yeah, he died with Professor X, and they mentioned a couple more names. Oh, well, look, X-Man probably just erased those fools. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, Wolverine is, is in the Marvel Universe, is uh, getting ready to start up the, the new version of the Infinity Watch, because Wolverine has to mess up everything. Yeah, because he's good at that, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, did they explain why he had a power stone, power gem? That's what that's what that book is going to tell us supposedly, but I I don't know, I haven't read it. Wait, but I that, don't think it's out yet. But him showing up with the with the gem was like a year ago, wasn't it? It was a long time ago, yes. And they're just now getting to it? They're just now going to tell us. Man, see, you fucking Marvel's like that stripper, and you just keep tossing the money at her and she smiles at you. And you think you're going to get something, but you're not. You're not. She's just going <laughs> to shake it a little bit. And... I mean, you will, but it's not going to be as good as what you thought it would be. 
That's how Marvel goes. I, I definitely think that, you know, that story is not a story I'm looking forward to just because it's too much. And I don't, I like, you're right. Like that story is not going to pay off, but I feel like Age of X-Men will pay off. And I'm excited for it. I like, I like how it's starting. I, I can't wait to take the ride for all these, th- all these books, even though I will say the only thing is that, um, I'm not, I'm not as psyched about the, the publication schedule. Like one of these books comes out each week. I think there's six titles and basically it's kind of like one of them comes out like every week so until it's not even they're not each, each book isn't even technically a monthly they're like a month and a halfly uh yeah actually i think you're right i think that at least initially because like like i said there's six books and one will the number ones will come out each week starting uh starting next week oh no starting this week i'm sorry starting this week because age of x-men came out last week uh age of x-men alpha so marvelous x-men came out this week um I will say, though, I think by the time we get to, like, the second week of March, number number two of Marvelous X-Men comes out on the same day as um, in, in Sabanur and I forget what it's called. What's that book called? En Sabanur and the, is it the Extremists or something like that? Oh, uh, the Extremist is his book? Maybe not. Yeah, because from the infomercial, I got that Extremist is its own thing with Psylocke and Iceman. Yeah, yeah, no, it's called something else. I'll tell you right now. It's called uh What you would think in a Utopia book, Iceman would be too busy sucking cock to infringe on somebody's civil rights. No man, he could do both. That's why it's a utopia. I mean well that's <laughs> white man's utopia. <laughs> Apocalypse and the extracts, number one. That comes out the same week as Marvelous X Men number two. That's so a, that's maybe a stupid title. Say what? That's a stupid title. Apocalypse and the extracts. Yeah. Why is it too tight? It, it sounds like a like a boy band trying to do metal. Well, but you have to see the cover. Like it kind of looks like a boy band trying to do metal. <laughs> like it's like if Mo so, started a boy band. <laughs> like it it it's almost like it's like a hippie apocalypse. So oh it, yeah, because he's is, about love now. Yeah, yeah. Oh and yeah, so, that's stupid. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. I think in this utopia they don't let them like breed or something. Yeah, they, every, every, they don't let you it, bone. It, yeah, yeah, it's all about individualism. So pe- people can congregate with one another, but you're kind of encouraged to like live your your life, uh, it, like not alone because again, you like you do people do congregate and whatnot, but y- your your individuality is. Stress and through that individualism, you kind of, you kind of, uh, it's what helps kind of reinforce the utopia according to according to this new world order. And so, yeah, it's 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 it actually looks like Apocalypse is trying to cosplay Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. (laughs) It does. Holy crap! It's like they're it's like they listen to our show. Weren't we just (laughs) talking about Glob? And now there's Glob. There's I Man right there. In that in that cover, I think yeah. I think you guys have influenced. Like you guys were mentioning random ass X Men, yeah. And now now they well one apparently is gonna have his own book. If you want to know what the hell he's thinking, <laughs> and I Man over there, which he, which is wearing shades, even though there's like six other eyeballs on his face. <laughs> I wish Dupe had his own book. Who's the who's the uh, who's the naked chick? Who's that supposed to be? Which one is the naked chick? The the black chick in that apocalypse cover. 
you know, I would I think that's probably uh, Okoye, but I mean she's she's like one of the younger, newer ones, like in that same school of like Glob and and iBoy. And who I think that's who that is, but I who, don't know for certain. Who's Baby Apocalypse? I thought that was a monkey. That's the dude from the the X Force series right yeah yeah genesis okay yeah this is stupid i'm not reading it i don't need no hippie apocalypse but read it, you'd it. i'd rather go see that movie again if i'm gonna get this goddamn apocalypse it's better, like it's better than the green lantern book it's got five that's, horsemen. that's not true it is issue four was fucking tight no man <laughs> who do you take on i saw the cover it looked like there's a red lantern in it i don't know what was happening I haven't well, read it. No, color. she's a space vampire. Oh, okay. Yeah, Morrison. God damn it. Look, you, you know how bad a Green Lantern book has to be for Oz not to read it? It has to be just like every other DC book. <laughs> Look, this this Green Lantern book is as bad as a DC movie. Oh. No, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, you could say that all you want, but it, it's secretly what I've been wanting. I want these like more avant-garde like storytelling devices with superheroes. I've been wanting this for years, so... Yeah, maybe it is as bad, but fuck it, I'm getting it. I'm not mad at you. Look, I'm happy that you're happy, Bo. It's like, you deserve a superhero book that you enjoy. Oh, great. He's got wasp people now. Okay. That's racist. Morrison loves insects, <laughs> I guess. Although they look a lot like the spider person, just with the bigger <laughs> abdomen and wings. Uh, we They call it a thorax. <laughs> Wait, r- real quick. Let's end this uh, review. Jay, what would you give uh, uh, Age of X-Men Alpha? Uh, two out of five. Gotcha. Oscorp, what would you give X-Men Age of X-Men Alpha? Burn it. That's, that's not a scale. Like, <laughs> how many out of five, Oz? Out of five? Yeah. Uh, one, if you pay for it. Three, if you get it for free, as it should be. Or the quarter bin. I'll pay a quarter for it. I give it a uh, three out of five adamantium gardening tools. (laughs) Um, Only because it does feel like infomercially. Like, yeah, you get the story, but it's all just one big commercial. And it's like, come on, man. It's It's like watching a porn and just when they're about to fuck, they tell you what movie to buy. Or what website to subscribe to. Yeah, no, that that's how it feels, actually. So... You know, you get your story, but honestly, like, I would say even skip it and just get to, you know, whatever tie-in you want to read. Like, whichever one piques your interest. Yeah, don't suffer storius interruptus. Yeah, because it's not like they have an Age of X-Men, like, 1 through 6, right? Well, the mar- no, Marvelous no, it, is Age of it's X-Men. It's just the Alpha and Omega, that's it. But I think that, see, and that's the thing, where from my perspective, I'm like, this book will help you decide which one you want to read or do otherwise you're buying well random, you random with that. yeah you're just buying random number ones you know you don't know what you're getting the, uh, um, the, the thing the thing about it is that for me maybe i'm just a dumb susceptible customer Mm-hmm. Like I want to read all of them. Like I want to know what Glob is thinking. You know yeah, what I mean? Like what? Once something kind of piques my interest a little bit, I want to read everything about it. You know? Yeah. Like I'm still mad at Bird Box. <laughs> Word. Wait, why are you mad well, at Bird Box? Well, because it's like it feels like Cthulhu. It feels like uh, Relia. You know? It feels like all of those come in at, in at once, but there's nothing saying that it is. Oh, they showed what the what the monster looks like. You, you're better off not knowing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but there's no, there, it's not like they're making a series of them, and then you know I'll get to find out little by little. Like that's it, you know. 
and then uh, on top of that, or like Cloverfield too, like you know, like I want like that shit piqued my interest. I want to know everything about it, and then they're just inventing it as it co- as it goes along. Yeah, yeah. I watched all those tie-ins, hoping for for something. Yeah, and yeah. That, like, that does. Yeah, the thing about Cloverfield Lane in particular is like it was a good movie. Period. Whether it had aliens in it or not. Oh, John Goodman and uh, what's her face are, are good. Yeah, like it was a, just a good movie. Period. Like I wasn't expecting to see any aliens, and then. Then I see a bunch of aliens. I'm like, oh shit, this is tight. Yeah, but I'm giving Age of X Men four out of five. The end. Cool. I, I was we have... do four out of five too, but <laughs> yeah, and, don't, and don't forget, it was all reviews from from Lawrence. They get that. They get that Marvel Marvel love boost. Yeah, the curve. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Listen, it's a good book. That's the whole. That's the best <laughs> part. Like, I know you guys try to play it to the left, but it's a good book. It 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 does a lot of things really right, which is crazy because, like, I if Age of Apocalypse Alpha was more infomercial than than this book was, it does have a story too. But Age of Apocalypse Alpha is almost more like an a, a, an anthology where, like, you know, literally just kind of gives you like little mini arcs, and then you literally have to like go to the book to find out find the rest the story this actually told you a story and that you know that let that led you into all those books like in a real way and then like going back to the art which again i understand it's not everyone's cup of tea but from the standpoint of like the theme of the of the book it's like it does a lot of things really well here i was i was actually very shocked because i was just like wow like this is like actually like done like on a next level kind of in a next level kind of way where they're just like you know technically let me put it like this if you did not have those little asterisks you would be just sitting there like, well, I got to read number two to find out what happens to everybody. Except and that, yeah, and that's what I wanted. Like, even Glob, like, I want to read number two. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And just so, just so the audience uh, knows how Lawrence comes up with his with his review scores, yeah. four out of five is exactly what Marvel.com has it rated at. You're hilarious. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Comicstore.marvel.com, <laughs> four out of five stars. Oh, that's funny, man. <laughs> Look, just and for the record. Actually, uh, <laughs> Comixology, Comixology mm-hmm. and the Marvel app both have it at four out of five, too. Yeah, hey, it's a good book. So Lawrence is Probably. like, after the, the uh, infomercial ends, he's the one telling you where to call and how many installments you have to make? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's the, um, whatchamacallit, the Billy Mays. Of Marvel Comics? Yeah. Probably that, except for killed himself, right? Well, he died of cocaine OD or something like that, or his heart exploded because of all the. He had all that Marvel money. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to do that part, but all the rest, hopefully. I mean, that's a good way to go. Nah, like literally, like he, he had like a talent that was useless except for infomercials, and he capitalized on it, and he died doing it. Like that's like rock star death. Like I'm sure that like everybody in Hanson wishes that happened or. Third Eye Blind or any one of those, you know, I'm, I know the guy from Hootin' the Blowfish wishes that happened. Yeah, you don't want to be Elvis dying on the toilet. Yeah. I want to die on the toilet. Because, because What's to die my... on a pile of, of Marvel comic books? No, I, I want to die because and they don't. In his hand. They don't transfer my consciousness quick enough into my third robot, like cybernetic body, like 200 years from now. That's where we like to go. Like just degradation, maybe. Ah, way to bring wow. us all down. I look, I look, I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a downer. I was like, oh, jeez. Like, yeah, we're, we're all over here having fun. <laughs> I don't know. We're trying yeah. to get this caller in and you're just over there talking about death. 
I'm like, no, that's I mean, not, that's talking about is... death is good, but no, but like happened. slow, degradating, painful yeah, death. No, no I mean, they just don't. Not that, no, it's just like two hundred years from now is a good time to die. Not if everybody else dies beforehand. Well, wait, who said that? Like, because <laughs> I'm not gonna go like that. So you're gonna miss me for like a hundred and what, like two hundred and hey, twenty-five years. Calm down, like hundred and something minutes. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about Larry, not you. Hey, <laughs> that's rough. Look, I will. I will. You'll miss, miss me you. once you start trying to do like pre-production and shit. <laughs> for the for the one millionth episode of Fantastic Four, right? Right when you when you start, like you know what? I have this good idea for marketing, and then you text Larry and Joe and don't hear back, and then it's like, yeah, I miss Mo. All right, like. <laughs> All right, people. Like, uh, I, I'll jerk off, and it's like pouring one for the homies. Oh, jeez! <laughs> like when wow. I finish, I'll, I'll look up or down, I guess. Look, you went from went from missing me for a hundred seconds to loving me. Exactly. Like you basically told you just said you're gonna think about Mo. You when just you're ratted yourself out. Hey, you don't <laughs> like. And that's to say, like, that's in case I die. Like, I'm willing to bet he's been doing it already. <laughs> You gotta practice. <laughs> Preparation is key. Aren't you glad you called Hect? Listen, exactly. Hect, are you sure you want to be on this on this conversation, man? I was hovering my thumb over the hang up button. I was thinking about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hex, L Hex is here. Thanks Hi. for calling in. Yeah. Uh, don't thank me yet. I I'm still deciding are you, if I want to Are stay. you gonna jizz one for the homies? No. <laughs> no. That's no. That's the right no. answer, Hank. That's the right answer. There's a lot of stuff I would do for the homies, but not that. <laughs> but I'm going meatloaf on that one. <laughs> that's hilarious. And, and that's my review. So, heck, man, you said you read a comic? Yeah. So, well, what was um, it? So, I decided okay, here's the backstory. DC decided to put out the whole thing of Nightfall again for like the third or fourth time. But this time it's all in sections like it was the first time Okay. with added stuff. So there's um, a prelude to Nightfall, Nightfall Part 1, Nightfall Part 2, Night Quest, mm -hmm. three parts of that, Night's End, and then Prodigal and Troika. I don't know what Troika is. It's That's whatever storyline was after Prodigal. So I got a prelude to Nightfall because it had a Vengeance of Bane. And I had never read that. And what was it? What did you think? I I realize now how bad they've been doing Bane, like ever since uh, Batman <laughs> Forever. Oh, yeah. Like I I knew they were doing them dirty, but goddamn. Like you didn't think that during the third uh, Nolan movie? Oh, I knew. Look, uh, Bane. Not even in my head does he sound like Sean Connery. So right off the bat, Dark Knight Rises just screws up Bane. Not as bad as Batman Forever, but goddamn. At least, the one, Batman, the, at least the, the one in Batman and Robin had the decency not to speak. Yeah. Which, which is still a disservice. I mean, uh, it is, but if you're not going to make him like, good, like what's the point? You know? Then he just looks like a roided, roided up luchador. Yeah. So he's just like, see, you know, he's in the background nodding. You, see, you say see. that like it's a bad thing. It, yeah, that, <laughs> that's why I enthusiastically said, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if he was doing that, it would have been a little better. See, si, senora, poison ivy, see. Si. But once you read Vengeance of Bane, you realize like how good... 
how good of a backstory he has. Yeah. And how bad they've been doing him ever since the nineties. Yeah. Just it's it's a uh, it's horrible, really. It's like Doomsday. Doomsday's an okay character, and they try to give him some kind of personality, and they just keep messing it up. Yeah, they made him t- intelligent at one point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did, and it kind of took away all the good shit that made Doomsday Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, you're, but you're right about Bane. Like they, like the only th- which which animated series actually did get him right? None of them. I feel like there was one that uh, did him justice. At least. The the actual animated series did him okay, but it was it was only like one episode. Yeah, they tried to fit all the Nightfall into one episode, and it made him look like a bigger jobber than any other movies did. Man, yeah. But you're right. Bane Bane is an amazing character and he's definitely not been given his due especially in uh in multimedia. Yeah. And that's my review of a uh, Vendus of Bane. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to talk about the comic. It's it's a good comic. Everybody should read it. It's so good. And so did you get all that like digitally? No, I bought it. I'm not a digital guy when it comes to comics. No, also you bought you bought all those books physically? No, 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 no. No, I'm not that nuts. I, I just got the prelude to Nightfall. It um it has Vengeance of Bane and like a bunch of comics leading into Nightfall. Got it. Okay. I think it's like every comic up to Nightfall. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how, you know, like sometimes I'll just redo those collected editions like that. Yeah. Well, this one, like they had one before. I think it was the second, the second release of Nightfall, mm-hmm. where they put they put the start of Nightfall with Vengeance of Bane, and it had Sword of Azrael. Cool. Like that's where I'm disappointed with this one because there's no Sword of Azrael, and I still haven't read that one either. But I don't think it's really important to the whole story unless you're into Azrael. But this one has a really cool. Um, right after Vengeance of Bane, there's a three three comic arc of a black mask oh. and that that's a decent story but the art that I, I don't know if there was like standards or something for 90s comics because <laughs> there there's a panel in here of batman that looks worse than the captain america rob liefeld one where his <laughs> he's got that diagonal chest you know what i mean yeah. well yeah. what who's the artist in that I could, I don't even know, man. Let me find it. If it like if you tell me who the artist is, I could probably tell you why it's that way. I had it the other day. Fuck. No, this is. See, this is a downside, and I have a digital. <laughs> you gotta actually go and get the physical book. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I like going. Oh, to... I mean, there's something wrong for on air. Yeah. It's like. You you have it all digital mode. You tell him who the artist is. Well, I don't have that digital though. Like, uh, artist Tom Grindberg, Trevor Scott. Yeah, yeah those can, are the artists. Like, that's probably um, the last thing they ever did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're on the whole arc, and the really bad panel is in the first issue. Wow. But I mean, the the art is very nineties. Some of it's good. Some of it very very ass. Who did you say the artists were? Tom Grindberg and some other two. I don't know. I'm off of the page already. Tom Grindberg. Yeah, but Nightfall is a classic arc. Obviously, you know, like it's crazy to think about what it was like back in that time when those books are coming out. And, you know, everybody was just like, I can't believe like that story just felt like so groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. And I mean, it it was very like it was. How can I say it? They were doing something that you knew was coming, but you didn't really know what issue. And then when the issue came out, it was this big shit where you were seeing it everywhere. And like, yeah. oh, that's the one where he gets fucked. <laughs> I mean, just the idea that Batman can't be Batman anymore. is just like, you know, like, 
I, I, it's crazy because it's almost like it, it almost feels like that can't happen at this point in DC Comics. Like, obviously, it did happen. Not that. Well, I guess that's been a little while now. When, yeah, been when, like was, co- when was Dick Grayson Batman? Like, was that eight years ago? Was that now? Well, like then there's also when, when, uh, or No, when uh, it was a Batman R.I.P. Yeah, that was like eight years ago. Wow. That's even. But then they also did the one where it was uh, was it Commissioner Gordon was Batman. Yeah, but that was like, what, five, four? Four, four years ago yeah that's what i'm saying like they've done it since like yeah. plenty of times it, it just depends on the reason yeah i guess that's true like that's that's a little different in the sense that like it's more rare when you can make it that he can't be bruce wayne <laughs> and that rarely happens that only ever. happened once i think with, with, with the commissioner gordon thing well no with um with war game well no with uh bruce wayne murderer oh but it did happen with Commissioner Gordon as Batman too, because he had lost. Oh yeah, him. but it, it, it's mainly Batman, not Bruce Wayne. But he wasn't Bruce Wayne either. Like I'm, I'm saying, like it's still <laughs> rarer than him not being Batman. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just said it happened twice. I, like, I, what are you arguing with me about? <laughs> By the way, I have to argue. It's, this is my god country. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it did happen, but it didn't really happen. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Battle for the Cow, which is where Dick Grayson takes over, it came out in 09. Wow. I was going to say it was like years. 10 years. Yeah. Damn. I tell you, man, that, that is what? crazy that that was that long ago. Like this said, a Nightfall that came out, I think they were doing it for the 25th anniversary. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember oh, Nightfall pissing yeah. me off, too. But it was great because it pissed off the same person for the same reason in the story. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm living this book. Yeah, because, yeah, I was, was like, wait, Asriel? Asriel's your fucking replacement? Grayson is right there? And Grayson's like, <laughs> Asriel's your fucking replacement? I'm right here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read that book again. Yeah, it's good. Some of the art was good too. The like, I don't know, I don't know particularly what Hector's talking about, but I remember some of it being real, like gritty and dark too. <laughs> yeah, like uh, some Simon no, Beasley art and, and the, some Bill Sikovich. Nightfall yeah. is great. This is prelude to Nightfall. Some of these comics don't directly relate to Nightfall, and I'll, I'll take a picture of the panel, and you'll see what I mean. I mean, if you're doing pre-production, you should have done it already. I mean. He's a guest on the show, Moses. That's true. Yeah, he's not. He's I'm not, not officially. Sorry, I can't hold our audience to. I'm sorry, I can't hold our audience to the same standards I hold you guys. To. <laughs> you don't even hold us to the same standards. <laughs> well, I hold myself. I guess that's ultimately where it goes. There it is. So cool. That's awesome, though, Hector. I'm glad that you're able to read that. Are you going to go get Nightfall? Do you think, or what do you think? I might get the stuff that I don't have. I might uh-huh. get the whole thing just to have like have it readily available because I have the whole I have the whole Nightfall part, but it's all the single issues. Look, nothing wrong with that. Wow, that that cover looks like Joker's about to blow him. <laughs> oh, again? Yeah, but it's an iconic cover. Like that shit used to be in all the the press stuff for Nightfall. Yeah, but now that I'm an adult, it looks dirty. I'm gonna throw this in the Discord. There, there's a guy like with his mouth open. Looks like he got jizzed in it. <laughs> yeah. This this book that is was dirty. A, that was a big '90s thing where they had people salivating and yeah. they would try to show it. Who and let then me sometimes read this they just book? didn't color it right. Bad parents <laughs> buying me this crap. And they did that a lot with Wolverine. 
so. Yeah, well, or yeah, I blame McFarlane for it because he used to do it, but he used to do just like one connecting thing from like the like one tooth to another, yeah. and then people started exaggerating. Oh man, that looks terrible. <laughs> His head is so small. He's buff. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find this other one. He looks they... like the dude from Umbrella Academy. I don't even know what that is. Look, I'll show you. I'll put it in Discord chat real quick. He's got that <laughs> fist of the North Star look. Yeah. <laughs> the little tiny head. So in Umbrella Academy, and I'm only bringing it up because there's a TV show coming soon. Yeah. Um, But there's a character in it, and I forget his name. Let's see here. Where is what was that about? Uh, for the oh, for the air, Space Ghost, Space Boy is the guy's Space name. Space Ghost? No, his name is Space Boy. Coast to coast. And basically, oh no, it's not Space Boy. Damn it! <laughs> All right. So it's a guy that has a uh, a human head on a gorilla body, <laughs> and that's what that looks like. That, uh, that's Brock Lesnar. Oh my God! Did you yeah, guys did you guys read Umbrella Academy? I did. Yeah. Not like all the way through. Like I mean, obviously, like they're still printing books now. So you no, come on, Larry. Like, Larry, don't embarrass yourself. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like they don't have stuff still printing now. I could have swore I saw. No, uh, they made the original run, and they're doing a second one right now before the TV series. I mean, what? So what are you saying that they're not new books out? You made it sound like. Like you read it when it came out, and then you didn't read it all these years, and then now they're on issue like six hundred or some shit. Well, I mean, I didn't say that, but no, but that's how you made it sound. But no, but they they've had runs between the original run and the I, run. Look, I think they had a couple one shots, maybe one mini series, but it's been like fifteen years. Well, again, you're arguing with me about something that's like happening. Like, what is, you know that there are Umbrella Academy books out now. I didn't say that it's continuous series. I didn't say that. That's how it sounded, Larry. It, but it, I'm it worried about our credibility. It's like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell anybody that. I didn't say that it's been a continuous series from whenever Umbrella Academy started to now. It's not The Walking Dead. I didn't say that. I'm pretty it's sure. Like, I said there are books. There are books out now. I haven't been reading it continuously. That's all I'm saying. That's and, funny. That, that that actually looks like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when it's supposed to be a guy's head on a gorilla body, it looks cool. And even that one is still because the, <laughs> the the Umbrella Academy art is more stylized than this. Wait. So yeah. the body looks even bigger in proportion to the head. What are those hoses going into his junk? Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes a guy <laughs> you got has it. urges. Did you read it? Uh, no. Um, yeah, so Amber Amber read it, like, so she's yeah. been because she was all into the into goth back then, and I guess that's what the uh, that main, wasn't she made it seem like it was goth. I I know she's been into Umbrella Academy for a long yeah. time, so I mean, because it was the dude from My Chemical Romance, so that I guess could be considered goth of the time. I think, I thought they called it emo. Oh, you know <laughs> what? It might be it's emo. Still the same thing. Like that's the that's the problem with the emo. It's like somebody starts calling it, and it's not that like. Depending on what year you listen to something, like that's mm. the emo of that year. So it's not a specific a style. Yeah, you it's go more of the content. You go from like emo to goth to ska punk. Yeah, and they're all just the variations original, of each other. The original emo was the stuff off of like from like minor threat. The guys from Minor Threat and Circle Jerks when they spawned off and started doing slower stuff. 
and it was like it was more punk and post-punk you know your fugazi your rights of spring and shit like that and then that doesn't sound anything like weezer which weezer was emo for its time and then radiohead was emo for its time mm. so yeah emo is more like a, a state of mind than in, in a labeling of content than it is a style mm. okay yeah so i've seen the book but i never actually gone gone out and read it but you guys have are you looking forward to the show um it is netflix I, you know i i'm i'm happy to say that i'm uh um i don't have faith in anything being good <laughs> it's like it, it, if i enjoy it then i'm happy to enjoy it and if i hate it i'm happy to hate it because <laughs> i don't i like honestly like it, it's i forgot what was it that i watched that made me realize, you know what? I just like comics and that's it. They don't need to be... I don't want any more, like, adaptations of stuff I like. I don't want... Justice League? Just leave... Yeah. like No, it wasn't Justice League. <laughs> it was something more closer to me. But I forget what it was, but I came to the realization and... Spider-Man? Nah. It, it's, it wasn't... Nah. It, I forgot what it was. It was something... I think it was on Netflix, too. But it was like... You know what? Like... Sabrina? No, no, no. I, I honestly yeah i can't remember what it was and i'm actually thankful for it because i don't want to burden the creators of that with <laughs> with me not wanting any more adaptations ever again i i thought you were gonna say something like i'm glad i don't remember because then i could get angry about it a second time like <laughs> well yeah, probably what what would happen but honestly like the people that you know you know, you look at a show like Preacher and, and you know, yeah. like, it, you know, it, it's like, what's the point of loving things if they're just going to violate them? And then it's like, but, you know, the people that worked on it, they worked hard to make it look that way. And, and you know, I'm sure they probably fought the censors or, you know, they can't say the n-word freely anymore on tv and then they can't they can't show the raping of inanimate women made out of chunks of beef so uh it, it's just like you know but they they did what they could with what they had you know and, and it's like yeah, i don't want to diminish their hard work and it, ultimately it's like you know what just if i love it don't make it please <laughs> I, i'm like i i finally understand like alan moore like only that you know i didn't create shit but, you know, Alan Moore just doesn't want to have anything to do with his creations being adapted because it's like I, they're not going to do it like the way that it was made is the way that I wanted it to be made. And, and that's it. I don't want anything else around it. You know, it, it seems like if, if they make it and you love it, they stop making it. Yeah. Well, it, that's everything. I, I mean, even in comics, like if I like it, it gets canceled, you know, and uh, it, it's oh, you know what it was? It, they are making a live play for Rat Queens. And I subscribed to Curtis Weeb's Facebook page. Yeah. And he finally updated it after like four years. And I guess four years ago, he had a suicide attempt. So that's why he hasn't been active. So Joss Whedon is taking it over? No. Uh, what happened is like he now he's back to normal and all happy and shit. And it, it really like it's like, you know what? That's what happens when you like... Yeah, like this guy worked hard on this shit and nobody appreciates it. And then the one thing they appreciated gets turned to shit because some guy beat his wife and then he can't finish it. And then when he does finish it, it's not like doesn't have the same steam it does. And it made me think of that time where I was bitching about Greenwake, his comic that got yeah. added. And I said, like, poor guy's going to end up killing himself <laughs> because this one brilliant series they forced him to stretch it out and once he stretched it out they made him cancel it yeah it's like he's gonna kill himself and then sure enough 
<laughs> he tried. Yeah. So it's like I remember. I remember that day. It was a free play Friday when we we're at Jeffrey's house. I mean, at, Le- at Joe's house, and Jeffrey Junior was there. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I remember that day vividly. And then he actually tried it. So it's like, you know what? Don't make anything into anything else. If it's comics, it's good. Leave it at that. As long as I love it, I guess. I kind of felt like that watching Superman and Batman. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, those should be easy to, to like, the same points that they hit in people's emotions and and, and neurons and, and synapses. Like, the same things they hit you in the comics, they could hit you on screen. Like, that's the easiest thing to do. The hardest could... thing to do would be, like, to do a Umbrella Academy. Like... How they're going to accept that the guy has a, a super, super genius like intellect, but has a gorilla body, and then his his brain power isn't enough to control his own like body strength, you know? Well, they put him in a trench coat. That's how they that's how they handle him. No, no, no. I, I'm, look again, you're the problem. <laughs> well, no, I'm just telling you how it. I'll post this in chat. No, I'm saying how are, is the audience going to comprehend that he can't control his motor functions, even though he has a super strong intellect? Like, I'm not talking about how he looks. Like, looks is the least of it. He was just trying to do a segue to the the preview page. Yeah, that looks terrible. Yeah, I, like, I wish I was the Scarlet Witch so I could say no more comic adaptations. <laughs> Is he supposed to be a kid? I mean, yeah, they're all kids. Well, they start off as kid and the, uh, kids, and then the one that can jump through time. And this is all from the commercials that I've seen. I guess the one that can tra- time travel jumps to the future to recruit the future versions of them to stop some apocalypse that happens. Yeah, that look, that's what I got from the commercials. Like I said, it's not a book no, that, that I that's read. That's kind of what happens. Yeah, it's, it's not a book that I read. That, so I guess that's the uh, adult version. But there is. What happened? Okay, so here's the deal. So here, okay, I didn't plan on talking about Umbrella Academy, but here it is for the uninitiated. Umbrella Academy. There's an old movie about. I don't even know the name of it. All I remember was an old friend slash mentor of mine telling me about this movie, saying, "Hey, this movie." I, I was telling him about Umbrella Academy, and he's like, "Oh, this is like this movie." And he told me about this movie where the movie is all about this guy that died, that he was a mentor to a group of kids. And then as grownups, they come and reminisce about the guy. And that sounds like, wow, that seems like a cool movie, too. You know, it was made in like the 40s or some shit. And then the, the, this series has that feel because it, it's, you know, we talk about how Doom Patrol is the basis for X-Men and Larry denies it because he's a Marvel fanboy. <laughs> and then um the truth yeah but it, it's all like you know you take your doom patrol you take your weird x-men like the original x-men and make them weirder and then have them be you know taken in by this mentor guy and then the mentor guy gets killed and then they all reconvene after the death and then they try to stop it through that time traveling thing like that that's kind of what a Umbrella academy is so it's like your doom patrol people your x-men like if professor x died like five years after the Xavier school, like actually like collapsed because he couldn't really maintain it or anything. Okay. And I, I posted a picture of them as children because Lawrence likes to look at children. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, oh, that's, I mean, that's what they look like in the comic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I'll enjoy it. I hope I you enjoy it. I, I will. I didn't read it. It'll yeah. be great. I'm going to, it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, feel normal. You're going to enjoy it because you never read it. Makes sense. Yeah. Enjoy it like a normal goddamn person. Yeah, which is how I feel about like uh, what was it that I watched? Like, oh, uh, bl- uh, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't read the book. I'm like, oh, the movie's fucking tight. 
Then I made the mistake of talking to a, a customer that actually reads books. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know that whole thing with The Shining? Yeah, it was supposed to be Blade Runner. Wow. And I was like, fuck, that would have been so much better. And then it just <laughs> ruined everything for me. Yeah, him. it ruined everything. It's like, yeah, the, the Shining part was cool. But if it was Blade Runner, it would be so much more awesome. I could only imagine what they did with it in the book. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, you should read the book. I'm like, no, no. Can you just like email me the PDF for the chapter? <laughs> it's like I always say, reading poisons the mind. Like uh, talking to readers ruins your well, At least he didn't say what's outlook. a PDF, right? No. Well, he knows what a PDF is. He actually reads books. That's good. Like I, I remember once telling somebody about a PDF and they're like, public display of fucking? Wow. <laughs> all, all this to say Vengeance of Bane, 5 out of 5. <laughs> Look, the Vengeance of Bane was all his live-action adaptations, incarnations. Oh, man. Vengeance uh, of poor writing in movies. Moses? Yes. With uh, uh, the Furies joint. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to avoid it. Uh -oh. <laughs> Why? Well, because I'm talking about how stuff that... That I like and all that. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna get chipper and, and talk about stuff I like. I wanna talk about stuff I hate and anger. But this book was like the female furies is is gender politics in the fourth world. Like that's all it's about. Uh, and it's the female furies trying to get the respect they deserve from the male counterparts on Apocalypse. I thought I thought Granny Goodness had a rep. Um, she does, and they actually go with it. Like she fucked Darkseid at some point when she wasn't so much of a Granny Goodness and just goodness. <laughs> really? Kind of, kind yeah. of like a milfy goodness or something. Yeah, like she was a hot fifty-year-old. Oh. Like she didn't have to take out her dentures to blow you. It kind of fits it in a sense. Like if you look at all these, like the the Furies, like costumes, they're all super form-fitting, not armory. Like, even Barda, like, she has the armor, like, the Kirby-esque armor. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, like, some of the fourth world books, like, there's one where it's, like, literally just the cover is a dude trying to sell her, like, sell access to people watching her work out, you know? And that's wow. one of the shit that came out in the 70s. So, uh, on today, on the anniversary of the King's death, Jack Kirby, they released Female Furies. <laughs> and up until page 14, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. It's, it's, we're seeing how females deal with shit on Apocalypse. And then in page 14, it turned into something I didn't like. And at first, I was a little thrown off. But then I realized I didn't like it because it is still like that oppression of the female side of the population and like you know the the furies are are no fucking joke i mean joe will tell you if he's still on the line yeah i'm here yeah like the furies they they're like the elite like top team but we only see them as like the attackers <laughs> you know we don't see what it's like for them in on apocalypse and yeah, like, this issue like a whole new viewpoint and honestly i think this is one of the most in-depth they've gone into like granny goodness's character right and their motivations so you got to read it yeah i did did you buy it or, or uh, yeah i bought it okay yeah that's how i did too i couldn't find it i was really interested in reading it i liked the cover and I'm like, you know what? I'm just it's it's a four dollar book. Fuck it. I'm gonna buy it. If it was physical, I would have tried to get it to Joe on time, but I'm glad you got to read it, Joe, because you know the Furies a little more than I do because right. I'm a man and uh all I care <laughs> about is Orion and Mr. Fan it was it 
the Mr. Miracle. Genesis Miracle, like all the dudes from the fourth world are cool, but Barda's cool. But for me, like Barda is like separate from the Furies. But honestly, like she's part of it. And the way this book kind of posted all together, it's like, man, fuck. It's like, you know what? Maybe they should kill Superman. What? Well, because it's like they're being oppressed by men, by the male of the species. So it's like they, if they fight Superman, they'd be even angry because it's like, man, but super. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they go into that. They go into a little bit of, of Barda. And, and the way the story plays out is basically she's trying to get, Granny Goodness is trying to get the Furies a uh, a job within the apocalypse military. She's basically yeah. trying to get them to be like frontline warriors, like right. part of the main force. Right. Trying to get them a comprehensive dental plan. It, that's kind of honestly that's kind of what it feels like, like the, the the good benefits and everything, but then they also have the thing where it's like one of the dudes was Willick that that works with Apocalypse, like takes a liking to to Aurelia, and he like wants to have his way with her, but like he's training with her and copping the feel, and then Grant she's like, I don't want to do this shit, and then Granny Goodness is like, you you do it, just do what it takes, take it for the team, you know, like, so it's like mm-hmm. not just the men, you know, everything nowadays is especially after the whole Me Too thing is like men are the villains, they're the objectifiers. And then, but they never talk about how women are the enablers because you know it's it's an insult to say that because it's like you know they're asking for it or whatever. Yeah. But this kind of does that too, where it's like it's a society problem, not just a man problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or not just a woman problem. And it kind of takes apocalypse into that kind of microcosm and tells those, you know, for a twenty-two page book, it gets pretty complex about it. Like. Uh, I was surprised that that it, it you know it wasn't a longer book because it, it if as far as gender politics goes it's really dense and uh, I the only thing I'm sad about is that the um, comic skate people aren't like angry about it. I think they're too busy trying to like survive at this point, right? Well, no, but the thing is, it's like they, they this isn't even on their radar, you know. Like, That's what, yeah, because something like that, I would expect to be on the level of like that Batgirl cover with Joker or that Gillette like ad, where <laughs> yeah. like, the dudes that are like triggered because they feel they're threatened somehow yeah, because you know? of hidden nerve. Yeah, this is it, it was uh, written by Castellucci, right? Yeah, Cecil yeah. Castellucci, which you know we've interviewed on the show in the past. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about her, and she does great work. Yeah, she does a really good job here, and the art like. I, Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Luckily, I have this on digital, so I can just bring it up. All I have to do is double tap my home button. And uh, The thing swipe. about the art that I really liked was that they switch up the art style between what's going on in the yeah. present and the flashback. And even the colors, they use like those more stark kind of 50s colors. Yeah. And But they do it in a way that it doesn't feel out of place. It just feels like different so you it can still like, feels like real, go ahead. It, it still feels like it, it's the same color scheme as the present it's just them in the past right so the art the artist is uh adriana mello the colors are from hi-fi and you gotta mention the colors here because some of this art the colors could easily fuck it up you know uh the 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 newer more present time art it looks cool. It looks, you know, it looks like modern day Kirbyism, yeah. But the flashback looks like straight Kirbyism, right? 
and that's what really sells it like the colors it's the same colors instead of having more highlights around the curvatures of the body whether it's male or female it, it doesn't have it and that it makes it look more flat in the past and that that's more in line with how art was done when the the fourth world books first started coming out that's cool and that's i really cool. like the design of young like granny goodness like that design was was, was tight yeah that, that's cool that they were able to figure out a way to kind of incorporate that kirby style into yeah. the book well look they better have it, it's it's a kirby book released on the anniversary of kirby's death yeah like that would have knocked them down like two stars if they didn't do it i mean look there are definitely other other books that wouldn't have paid that tribute you know it like other people in the industry that wouldn't wouldn't have necessarily taken that time well and one of the things i liked about this book a lot that it made me add a star to it is that you know you have the whole deal with their gender politics between you know the military and apocalypse and the group of female furies and then you have it from within too with like as far as the occupational part of it like the furies barda and aurelia or arlie or whatever her name is are set to retrieve this escapee girl and then another one of like the other elite comes but he's a male and he's gonna take her and he decides he's gonna like rape her so then arlie like just kills him and Barr's like, what the fuck? Like, he's one of us, and she's an escapee. Like, they're not going to explain. It's like, like, they don't need to know. But he was going to hurt her no matter what she is. And that's kind of the problem we're having here, that they see, because she's a female, they see her as less. Right. Like, I got to do something about it, no matter who I am or who he is or who she is or who we are. Mm. And then they even go into disposing of the body, like, properly, forensically. And I'm like, that's my fucking shit. I hope this never gets adapted. <laughs> you know, like. Because that's the hard part. Like, you look at, like, you know, shit like the Punisher and, and even Spawn. Like, in Spawn, they actually, it's part of the story. Because it's like, he just kills people and leaves the body. But it's like, if you're going to be doing this shit and you're going to be doing it a little often, like, you got to know how to, like, decompose the body, get rid of it. Like, you can't just punish people and then just, like, leave them lying there. Like, because that's going to, eventually, it's going to catch up to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to, like, defend the innocent and all this shit, like, you got to know how to, like, you know, use sulfuric acid and what type of plastic to use so that you can hide it properly without it decomposing your whole floors. Dump them in a vat of Mountain Dew. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? What happens when you put a body in a vat of Mountain Dew? Oh, you know what happened. There was there was a story a few years ago where somebody sued, tried to sue Pepsi. I think it was Pepsi. Could have been Coke because they no, said they, they they said they found a a dead rat in their yeah. soda, and the the company argued that the because the soda took this long to get to the stores, the rat would have been completely dissolved. At yeah, that, yeah. Point. that was their argument. Yeah, and I think the time frame was like three days. Yeah, you can dissolve a steak in Coca-Cola in like three days. But if you leave it for one day and then grill it? Oh, yeah. Well, you've got to do that with pork. Yeah. Yeah. You get some sweet, sweet loin. <laughs> I'm vegan. But... And that's why neither Coke or Pepsi will sponsor us. Because <laughs> I'm vegan? Uh, that's promoting them. That's crazy. But yeah, um, Joe, do you have anything else to say to this book? I I've said all I could say, I think. No, I think we went over the main things I 
to talk about. Um, yeah. And we kind of agree on on it too, right? Like the art. Yeah, and all agree that. on the execution. Um, they actually really do a good job of developing Granny Goodness and Aurelia. Um, and even like the side characters, you don't learn that much about. But you know, we're really not supposed to at this point. They still get like of de- we. We, we know they're assholes, so yeah. we can kind of get that. And, uh, yeah, the art, I really wanted to make sure we mentioned that because it's really good. Yeah. Like, aesthetically, it's good art. Yeah. Um, Like, particularly, like, you know, from reading comics, like, Barda is the one I, I gravitate more to, like, when I'm looking at the art. Just because I love her design. Like, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the female heroes are always, like, scantily clad or whatever. But she's covered head to toe, you know? And mm-hmm. nobody, like, uses her as an example. Like, she could still look, you know, with some sex appeal and being covered head to toe, you know? Right. But she particularly looks good in the, the modern art section of it. But everybody does, really. But I really like, yeah, I really like her look. And then, yeah, the whole thing in art-wise is, is I, I can't wait to read the next one. Where do you think they go from in with issue two? Um, I think we're gonna get more disturbing scenes of um, new god rape attempts. Sheesh. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be more, you know, different characters. There's going to be the whole murder that they committed as an underlying thing, but it's really going to talk about how terrible men are. And, you know, I can't say I disagree. I'm just waiting for that issue where they try to butt rape um, Darkseid. Well, no, here's the thing. It's like he's not even perpetuating that. He's just not doing any of it. So it's like he's not even the asshole in it. He did fuck Grindy Goodness and then just like, but he doesn't like. But he didn't rape her. No, she wanted it. Yeah. Like they they well, had a thing going. Oh, it was quid pro quo. Yeah. It was quid pro quo. Yeah, it didn't pan out the way that she wanted it. But it wasn't like she was kind of wanting it either. You know what I mean? She, like she uh, just kind of went along with it. Well, no, it's it's like she well, wants to prove herself. She just wants to have his ear a little more than the guys do, but she still wants to do the work. You know? Yeah, I get you. That's kind of what it is, right, Jay? Well, no, it was. Basically, she didn't want to fuck Darkseid, but he said he'd give her more influence. Okay. And then he did. So she did, and then he didn't, and everyone kind of knows what's going on. So it's like undermining her, and she's still trying to fight above it. Like, she's just doing everything she can, even stuff she doesn't want to do, because she just has this thing where she wants her people, like, she wants to prove that she is just as good, and she's not 100% sure how to do it, so she's just doing everything. And uh, she's kind of losing herself a little bit and you can like you do kind of even see that between like her past self and her present self how she's just like losing more and more of herself trying to get her goal of being seen as an equal huh. well now i'm more sold i'm gonna have to read this yeah you should read it it's, it's a good book yeah casalucci's talented i would have read it but i misunderstood the text <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that going around <laughs> did you really <laughs> a little bit yeah what, like, what, the, what was the, the Instagram post uh, showed me I was wrong. But yeah, I thought it was a furry comic at first. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, wait, is this a Mo recommendation or a J recommendation? <laughs> Female furries. It's like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Like you act like you wouldn't have read it even though it was female furry. No, I would have just looked at the picture. 
and just went out for the homies. Ain't that why you read the other one? What other one? The one with the pig girl. Unnatural? Yeah. No, I didn't read that. I just saw the cover. That what? came out today, too, number seven. Dude, the cover is all you need. <laughs> nah, man, the story is good. Yeah, the story is really good. Yeah, but the cover. Oz doesn't read it for the story. The art's really good, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The cover art. <laughs> no, but the inside art's better. Yeah. She's got that curly little tail. <laughs> you can just see that little bit of fur on the face. Oh, wait, what's next? You nasty. <laughs> hey, I live in the Midwest now. That's all we have out here is pigs. <laughs> I fear for those pigs. They taste good, too. Hey, I don't want to hear about what you do at night. I meant bacon, you dirty... <laughs> <laughs> So should we get into some news? Yeah. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like uh like current a- <laughs> Well not not like that, but like so, Alright, what's first up? So Legion was cancelled because Mo likes it. I'm so happy. <laughs> Why are you so happy? Because like so okay, so Legion was tight. The first issue episode. I liked it. It was cool. It was surreal. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but neither did Legion. So I was, I felt right in there. Then by episode three, I'm like, you know what? I really got to get high as fuck and watch all these episodes. Then it sh- then episode four came out. Then it's like, okay, I want to get high as fuck and watch all four episodes. Then episode five came out. Okay, I got to get high as fuck and watch all five episodes. It's like, you know what? I want it to end so I could just watch it all in one thing and not worry about it. I thought you were going to say you wanted it to end because you're developing an addiction. <laughs> no. No, it's habit forming, not addicting. Like, there's no withdrawal from it. But um, it, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's I want to binge watch all of Legion. I don't want to like wait a year in between seasons. Did you watch season two already? No, no. After issue five, after episode five, I, I just stopped watching it because I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait till it ends and then just watch all of it. So that came sooner than later. So I'm happy. Yeah, that show does not stop getting weird. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And you know what? <laughs> and it really doesn't matter because it doesn't connect to anything. You know, which, like it connects to stuff, but it doesn't matter. Which, by the way, oh, and they have uh, they casted uh, Charles Xavier for the third season. Yeah. So you get more of that. And speaking of weird ass shows that don't connect to anything, Magicians is back too. Yeah. That shit's still weird too. Season four? Yeah. I think it's season four. I missed the first episode and I can't find it. I'm still on I'm still on episode two of season two. What? Should keep going. Man. You put me on that show. How am I yeah, ahead? But I, Mo, again, I just want to binge watch it. Yeah, I put him on it. You you told it to him and he couldn't remember what the fuck you said because it made no like you don't know how to sell things, Larry. <laughs> you don't have to sell. You do. With us, you do. You gotta do a mini infomercial. Our our <laughs> our time is is valuable and limited. Yeah, you gotta pe- throw them asterisks. People need to watch the magician, man. That that show like just fucks with your head. It does. Like I'm I'm watching one episode where these people are are they discover something and so they spend the whole episode. With, with like this elaborate plan to to solve the problem by getting somebody to tell them how to do it, and that person ends up for the greater good saying, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not telling you shit. I don't care what the fuck happens to me. I ain't telling you." Fucks up everything for them because now now that person's gone. They have no other way to solve this problem. And then this other character that they don't even know exists does something that solves the problem. And so then then all this shit starts happening to them. 
And yeah, I, you spend the whole episode seeing them trying to solve a problem. They fail, and then it just gets solved in like five minutes by this other person. It has nothing to do with any of them. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I, I wish Lawrence could have explained it better to me. Yeah. That's why That's why I'm going to miss Mo when he's dead. Yeah, because I can't explain stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you'll have me in your spank bank. <laughs> it's like, oh, Harry Potter with Narnia with tons of fucking... All I will have is memories of Mo and memories of pigs. And maybe a pig too. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Won't be the first time I use my tears for lube. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Rooster Teeth has ended its professional relationship with Big McNagna, uh, who is a voice oh, actor. Oh man, fuck! On uh, he did things like Full Metal Alchemist and Dragon Ball Super Broly, and they're basically distancing themselves from him because of sexual harassment claims against him. What uh, are the claims? Yeah. Uh, that he would inappropriately touch people during, like, photos with them, and that uh, he was prejudiced about gay content, and that he's a pedophile, which he denies. Damn. They were like... Dude, all the allegations. Yeah. Was that the only thing he denied? He like did. No, like, he denied all of it. Oh, okay. And he did all that while in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> who did he voice in Broly? I love how Hick is the only one that laughed at Larry's too. <laughs> um, I don't know who he voiced voiced in Broly. I know in Full Metal Alchemist he was Edward Elric. In oh, that guy in, like in Brotherhood. Hmm? Yeah. In, Okay, I didn't know that dude, but now I know that dude. Yeah. So, what do you think, Jay? Did he do any of that stuff? Um, I'm not sure. That's a it's, lot. Uh, that's a lot of accusations. Weird at how once. silent he's gone. Like he kind of made a statement saying he didn't do it, and then he just kind of dropped all the social media. But at the same time, I'm not ex- sure what he's supposed to just keep saying. And uh, I know when I've seen him live, I never saw him touch anyone, but he might have been being discreet. I don't know. Hard to say. That's fair. Yeah, that's why nerds have been doing the hover hand since 95. <laughs> the hover hand. <laughs> uh, Steven Yoon, Sandra Oh, and Mark Hamill are the lead voice cast for Robert Kirksman's Invincible. I like all who, those people. Yeah, who are they playing? Well, I mean, you already know. Like, you could tell, like, by the age gap. No, I'm not sure. Uh, Sean Yu is going to be playing, uh, let's see where it says here, Steven Yoon, who played Ree, Glenn Ree for seven seasons of the MC zombie drama The Walking Dead, will top line the voice cast of Invincible. The star studded roster also includes J.K. Simmons, award season darling Sandra O. Oh, Seth Rogen, who is attached to feature, who is attached to the feature film take on Invincible, Gillen Jacobs, Andrew Ronalds, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill, Walton Goggins again, <laughs> uh, Jason Mansukis, May Whitman, Chris Diamantopoulos. All these people are in animated uh, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Wait, is it an ongoing series or a movie? Star-studded cast. It's an eight-episode, hour-long project on Amazon Prime. Wow, man. So, J.K. Mark Grayson's going to be Steven Yoon. Like, I figured you guessed that, right, Larry? I mean, now. No, like, (laughs) here's Steven Yoon's cast in Invincible. Like, he's going to be the main character. I mean, not necessarily. Like, his voice and the dude from Invincible, like, don't go together? No, I'm not not saying that they don't go together, but what I'm saying is that... No, I'm saying, do they not? 
not go together to you. Oh yeah, no, no. So I then, think... why wouldn't you think that? Like, why wouldn't you make that guess? Because <laughs> he's racist. Oh no, no, it's not that. It's like <laughs> it, it's more. It's more so because Hollywood's racist. Like they might be like, oh no, yeah, we're not gonna... this isn't Hollywood. This is Amazon. Ah, uh, like I think it's still the same. Thing. Like, Amazon is isn't racist. They just yeah. don't like you if you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, they love you if you're poor because they give you good deals. And I don't know, like who's who's uh, O playing? Uh, I'm sure she's playing the mom. Well, well why is she have to play the mom? Because that's what her voice sounds like, like super powered mom. <laughs> Like you never like have you ever seen a movie with Sandra Oh in it? Uh I, I think I have, maybe. Maybe like not. her voice, like she should play every super powered female. Like that's her voice. Well, but super powered female or super powered mom? Like how is she in the girlfriend? Is she at Adam Eve? Or is she let's see here. Is she Elastigirl? Elastigirl. And so what, Mark Hamill's playing the dad? No, that's JK Simmons. So who's Mark Hamill playing? All night. All night. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm actually going to look at the cast list because this article assumes we've been following the story for years. <laughs> I want to know who Zazie Beats is playing. I want to know who Zazie Beats is. Domino. I've never heard that person before. Domino. Oh, okay. Let's see here. That's a lot of people. I mean, and Invincible has a huge cast. Yeah. If you- the whole series and the spin-off series yeah yeah but you know i i would not have thought that they would be doing all that it was yeah. a good book no, they I don't have that. all they have all they have set right now is mark is steven yun is mark grayson and jk simmons is omni-man but they yeah, have all they, these people and yeah they don't have uh they're not attached to anything yet okay or at least they haven't revealed yeah, J.K. Simmons is Omni Man's a good a good deal. I wonder if, if Mark Hamill's gonna play the the mad scientist dude. Uh, that might be it. With his uh, Joker for his Joker voice. Or Cockknocker. Oh, yeah. Or uh, what was his name in Flash? <laughs> Cockknocker. I think it was Cockknocker in Flash too. Yeah, I can see that. It was a trickster. Yeah. So it looks like. And really, if you hear it, it's the same voice. So it looks like we're getting, uh, in the Shazam movie, we're probably going to get the whole Marvel family. Well, we knew that already. Did we, though? Yeah, because everybody on the the table scene in the original trailer is, like, one of those people. Right. But Wait, is, is the crazy uncle in there? Are they all yeah. in there? Okay. But, I mean, like, they're all going to be in their full adult, uh form i guess or are they gonna be called marvel no no i doubt it yeah no, fuck it. like thanks for reminding me wait so it's free <laughs> yeah, you knew you knew it was in the back of your head wait so that that's a good point what are they gonna call mary marvel they're gonna call mary, mary shazam mary shazam i guess freddie's shazam jr <laughs> uh, look what <laughs> no, I mean, he, yeah, look. If he's gonna wrap up music, ready? If, if he's gonna, if he's gonna, I don't want to think about these things. <laughs> is is a uh, rock gonna be in this one? No, he's not. And that's kind of missed yeah, opportunity. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. I feel bad for Pedro because he's just gonna be Pedro. Pedro from from the Marvel family. Pedro, Eugene, Darla. They're all. They're all going to get the costume, according to the, the toys that were revealed anyway. It's going to be Pedro Shazam, Darla Shazam. Come on. And it looks like each one comes with a deadly sin, but the deadly sins look like little monkeys. Or... Deadly sins are going to be like a sloth Shazam. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like, the, I like the deadly sins that were like... I like the Shazam. Heck Shazam. That's my name now. <laughs> I like the deadly sins that were like jars in the Rock of Eternity. Yeah, yeah but you're not going to get that. I'm probably not even going to get the fucking Rock of Eternity, right? No. No. It's going to I mean, be a gemstone in a in a 
Gauntlet. Well, the thing is, like, he goes through it through the tunnel, so it's just going to be like a parallel realm. They're not going to, like, el- elaborate on where it is or what it is, you know? I well, hope Shazam What did Jeff five. Johns do? Like, did Jeff Johns make it a Rock of Eternity? He was snorting cocaine. I think that's what he was doing. I think Jeff Johns might have destroyed it. No, no, but that, no, I'm talking about the one he did when in New 52. The Rock of Eternity is just a giant cocaine crack rock. That's what it is. I think it was destroyed by that point. Spectre, Spectre just blew it up. But, but what I'm talking about is like, how did he handle that stuff? Because I know, like, I know what you're talking about. Because that's when they had the trials of Shazam, where they had to earn, like, they had to go to each letter, like the person. They had to find them in the real world and earn it again. Wait, are you talking old, old DC or new yeah, DC too? Old 52. Okay. That's when that happened, when Respector did that. Okay. Um, Jeff Johns took over for in New 52. Isn't that when Captain Marvel became that the was, wizard? It was Judd Winnick that did the Trials of Shazam, where, like, Billy Batson, like, he had to go fight a war with Hercules. <laughs> To earn the H part of the power on like one issue, and then the next issue had to go like solve a thing for Solomon, you know. And then eventually, when he got it, he became. It was so weird because he became the wizard. Right, that's what so, he, like, he became. Shazam the White. Yeah, but he they didn't have to say they didn't have to say um, Shazam anymore. They had to say Marvel. So like they're actually screaming out Marvel. Everyone else is screaming out Marvel to like become. So it's his power that he gives. He took all he absorbed all the powers into himself and then he gives a little bit of himself to Freddie and Mary. And that's why Mary like she went to became Black Mary and got from Black Adam in that area. Yeah, Billy changes the words every once in a while. Like there was a really cool story where where uh Black Adam doesn't know the word and he's yeah. just talking to like a little kid at, at an ice cream shop and he just says like chocolate chip ice cream and changes like what the hell yeah <laughs> oh you're probably gonna get that in this movie oh where he's gonna change the word to something stupid yeah like that zachary levy's perfect for that yeah i mean that's a great moment but you need to like that's the one when the rock finally joins that's the one that you, you need yeah. to see the rock no you're now. not getting that to like you know 2025 or something like they, they might they, i'm hoping this thing will be a failure and you might not you might never get it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All I'm I, saying is, uh, anything old fifty-two, it ain't going to be in this anyway. Yeah, well, it's the will of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't remember how Jeff Johns handled that aspect of it. I know there's a not, new Shazam well. book. Not well. That just came out, and I think that one doesn't have that anymore. That's like all probably. If for, you do for the, the even the handsome Doctor Savannah is a Jeff Johnsism. Like all all that movie is like at least the trailer, the first trailer is from Jeff Johns's like backup stories in Justice League, which were terrible too. Incidentally, I look. I said that. I don't know about you guys. I, I remember you guys kind of liking it, but. Who knows? The archives are there. I never read the new 52 one. Well, look, that's what you got to read, to, Because I remember some fucking YouTube fuck was saying how true to the comics it was, but it was true to those comics. What, the movie? <laughs> huh? The movie? Yeah, the movie trailer. Like, the breakdown for it. Like, he was, like, rubbing his clit about how he loved That might have been the same dude that pissed me off. Because I, I saw something where they were excited because they are like, oh, Tawny's going to be going to be in the movie. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, really? And then that's when I found the picture that there's a, a tiger on one of his buttons. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that pissed me off a little bit yeah. too. I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you clickbaited me. Well, is it like Newtani, like a black guy? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I don't remember. Yeah, like I think the black guy is going to be in it. I know. Yeah, I think there is a black guy in there because, you know, diversity. In the movie? Yeah. Oh, if Tony's a black guy, that's going to be so fucked up. Is he a tiger? No. Nah. Yes. Black Panther. It was like, it's not a tiger. Just take off the T and put it in. <laughs> like, it even. It even works for promotion-wise, because, you know, the dude could say Shazam turns into Shazam, and the tire be like, that's great! <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson is rolling in his grave. <laughs> so, speaking of complete failures, they did another test screening for Dark Phoenix. People hate it more. Uh, yeah, which that movie's going to be bad. Which movie do people hate more, Dark Phoenix or New Mutants? I don't I don't think they're even showing New Mutants to anybody. I feel like <laughs> New, New Mutants, if they put it out, they might just be like, they might not even like announce it. They, they, they don't release a new trailer for it. They just put it out there. They're like, if you see it, you see it. <laughs> it's just going to show up in your Netflix queue one day. It's going to be at one theater. It's like the one property Di- the one property Disney didn't care about. Right. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with New Mutants and if, if that comes out. They're definitely going to put out Dark Phoenix and it's probably not going to do well and or be good. Just keep it on the back burner until all the properties are under Disney. Uh, then it's their problem. Fox is developing talent based on a Boom Studios comic. I've never heard of talent. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure I, I've ever heard of it either. Like, I think it's probably one of those things where, like, like what was it with, um, was it Two Guns? Was that the, the Boom comic that was made into a movie before it was a comic? Yeah. And then they call it based on the comic? <laughs> I yeah. think it might be one of those deals. No, I've That's heard a great of, movie though. That's a great movie. I've heard of talent, but I don't think I've ever seen that come out of Fox movies. I need a rimshot sound effect. I hate you people. What? <laughs> What'd you say? It's not funny anymore. <laughs> Listen to the archive for the joke. Yeah, I saw some like why the last man oh yeah. Why the last man was ordered to series at FX. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It says I right here, Brian K. Vaughn's beloved comic series, Why the Last Man, is finally coming to screen. FX on Monday announced that it's picked up the series for its TV adaptation. The network has handed out a series order for the drama from showrunner Michael Green, starring Barry Kagan and Diane Lane. It is expected to premiere in 2020. Yeah. Indeed. So it's the guy behind American Gods, Blade Runner 2049, and Logan that uh, is producing it. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have any faith in it. Yeah. Larry, you were going to say something about it? Do you think something? No, no. I think nothing about it. No, come on. (laughs) You can't tease us like that. No, no. I mean, I I really, like, I don't know what I was, I don't remember what I was going to say before, but I I really don't have uh, anything to say. Like, you know, it's like, well, we'll see what happens. Like, they can't be any good, right? Uh... I mean, I I don't know. I I wouldn't bet on it, but yeah, who knows? Oh, I found out how Jeff Johns handled Shazam. How did he handle it? Put it as the backup story of Justice League. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Like this movie is based on those backup stories that weren't any good. They mentioned the Rock of Eternity, but I don't think I remember him actually being in it. I mean, those were like they, short stories too. They ended up putting out a trade. Of all those backup stories. Yeah, but, but then they did other stuff after. Did anybody read those? Hell no. No. So the, 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 fuck? 
the last thing that well they just Where's put out a book that's in credit man the, the last shazam book they put out i mean they're they're on number two that just came out i think either last week or the week before so there is a new shazam book but they already have the powers i mean in issue one the whole the whole family is there with their in shazam gear yeah regalia I thought Whatever. I thought I reviewed that book. Yeah, I think you did too. Oh yeah, where it had that backup where it was kind of creepy. Yeah, should we should be Mary? Yeah, and issue two's got Mister Mind, which I'm not into. What's the cover? Do you have a cover? Uh, I, I yeah, I can pull that up real quick. Cause it, it's, it's I mean, like they're stealing presents from Santa Claus or something. I can I can tell you right now what I remember of the backup story in New Fifty Two. Compared to the rebirth to them, rebirth is a lot better because, um, by rebirth, you mean the one that you reviewed last right now? Time? Okay, yeah, well, you have to be specific because rebirth well, was you, a, gotta, was a you thing. gotta go by era. Well, this is That's DC right. universe now, rebirth I mean, is, a, is, a, is a whole other thing, yeah. It's like even but when I mean, you say new 52, you have to be careful because there is the new 52 comics and then there was also 52. Well, that's why you say new 52. Uh, but do you? I do. Then there was the <laughs> new 52 branded books that weren't part of the original new 52, which is implied when you say new 52. And then there are also the like the new 37 that didn't get any branding. But it was all part of the new 52. <laughs> well, no, because they were the backups to the ones that failed. But I mean, you know, if you have somebody on the bench and you put them into play, it's still the same team. <laughs> but less of an outcome. Depends. Marvel is considering an intermission for Avengers Endgame because of a possible three-hour runtime. I'll take it. Yeah. If if you can't sit in a chair for three hours. No, well, I, I like the idea of it. I just hope nobody takes my seat. Yeah, that's that's going to be the biggest problem. Because I know for Endgame, I could probably use a smoke break in between. I hope they do that whole, let's all go to the lobby. See, I, I, I'm not in favor of those intermissions, because if it's a three-hour movie, the intermissions could be an hour and a half, then it, it seems like it's just two movies. Right. Why, why do you need but, all three hours if there's going to be, there's got to be some kind of end point in the middle where they're going to, because they're, they're not just going to like stop in the middle of a fight, and like, oh, it's been an hour and a half, go go pee. Yeah, I, uh, I went to see a band, and they had an intermission, because it was just them, no opening act, nothing. And I had good, I had uh, standing room tickets. I was close to the stage. And when intermission time came around and looked behind me, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to take a shit and come back <laughs> before they, they start. <laughs> so I just held it in. So it's like intermission or not, like, you know, they played for four hours straight with it. Well, I'm sorry, four hours of intermission in between. To me, they might as well would have done, should have done the four hours straight. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like that break in the, in the action, especially if it's something that's gonna like really uh, grab your attention. How do you? How would I say it? Like engross you, captivate you, enthrall yeah. you. Yeah, all of that. All those words. You have the best words, Mo. Yeah, I have the best in the life. Yeah. So just just stopping, just stopping like that. It kind of. I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're gonna stop in the middle of a fight or something. Right. But then that's my other it, point. They're gonna have to come to a conclusion point. I mean, hey, you, like you, you, you listen to music, right? Yeah, sometimes. Like you listen to music when it used to be on tape, right? Yeah. So it's like the first six songs had a certain momentum, and then when you turn the tape over, it has a different momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But then when I you got it. CDs, all the songs kind of go in one full momentum. Yeah. So it's like, am I gonna get the two-sided tape, or am I just gonna get a one experience? 
it's like when you had the PlayStation, right? And you're yeah. you're in the middle of Final Fantasy VII, and some yeah. some shit, some amazing shit just happened, and now you gotta install disc two. Yeah, and then and then, that. but not only do you have to have to put in disc two, but now you gotta wait for it to install. Well, no, well, yeah, I guess in this case you do have to. PlayStation One was way more advanced than PlayStation Four. You don't have to wait for installing. Yeah. Word. <laughs> I love Larry when he's like so not interested in the conversation. <laughs> That's my word. go-to. Like when he's not, yeah, when he's not interested, he just says word. <laughs> Is that it, it for anything, news? I don't got anything. You gotta see it like a TV movie. You know, it'll be one commercial break instead of like fifteen. Well, you can't I, even use that analogy anymore either. Why? Because there's oh, no you, you, you don't watch broadcast TV. I mean, I do, but there's no broadcast TV movies. I'm I'm pretty sure that they won't put an intermission in the movie at all if it didn't have a good breaking point. I mean, my my opinion is it's three hours. So you don't really need one. Maybe it's a four hour movie. Can you think about that. Uh, if it is, then I'm all well, for it. According to this this story, is because of a three hour runtime. Yeah. See, no, I don't like that because. How long is an intermission? 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. So you're just adding time and then you got to yeah, sit through the fucking yeah. credits? That's what I'm saying. Like anything less than four hours, you know what? Like it takes four hours for the edibles to run, to like run its course. Like anything shorter than that, I don't need an intermission. How long was Avengers the last one? Like 220? Yeah, that sounds about right. We had a long ass run time. Yeah. Is that I the longest you... comic book movie last year? Last year, yeah. Or the year before, whatever. I think, uh, V for Vendetta might have been longer. 240 for Infinity War. 240? Yeah, so it, it was almost at three hours. Is that counting credits? Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the official runtime, so I'm going to assume, yeah. Okay, the credits were good. By the way, you throw previews in, now you're looking at three. Yeah, so if it's an actual three-hour movie, you're looking at a good three... 3.30? Yeah, three see, 50, I, I don't... 3.20? I don't need an intermission, man. I got to go home. <laughs> I, got, I got shit to do. So yeah, you use the bathroom before you sit down. Well, like, but that's the thing is like depending on. So for Infinity for Endgame for Endgame, I'm not gonna like eat anything. I'm not gonna drink anything till I'm like in my seat because like four hours is the amount of time before I need to do any of those bodily functions. Wow, there's already a rating for Endgame. Six out of ten on IMDb. Oh yeah, that's wild. Infinity War was eight and a half. Oh well, yeah, it's gonna suck. Don't even bother. <laughs> it's gonna suck and you gotta wear diapers it's not worth it <laughs> hilarious fucking marvel yeah this is why i make mine dc i can't find a runtime for it though there's probably no official runtime yet but we, we have to go by three hours right now because that's the only thing being reported <laughs> okay well that that six out of ten might have been off because I typed in Endgame, and you know, at, at the right side on Google it says Avengers Endgame 2019, blah blah blah, has a picture of it. I click on the IMDb link that says it's six out of ten, and it takes me mm-hmm. to something called Endgame for from 2005. That's an 18 <laughs> minute short action film. <laughs> That's funny. Right, you can play the rap of music because I got nothing, and I'm sure nobody else got nothing. It sounds like Mayor's falling asleep. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, he better like, not be. He's on the road. He didn't road. even finish that sentence. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. We're not captivating enough for you. <laughs> no, man. Look, uh, it's just been a long day. That's all. Larry, final thoughts since you're in a hurry to get some C's. Um, uh, wow. 
What do I want to say? I want to say um, thank you to the good people at Funko for finally making an angel pop. I appreciate it. And I'll be unsubscribing from the Marvel Collector Box. Thank you. You'll be unsubscribing? Yeah, yeah. I just need that angel pop. I'm, I'm good. Like maybe if they do, <laughs> if they do another one, I'll subscribe again. Like another original. Like if they do a well, uh, so so you knew yeah. they were doing it, and that's why you subscribed. Oh, absolutely. I, oh. I subscribed strictly for the one angel pop. And now so, the man knows what he wants. They might be doing bad now because it used to be a blind box thing. So they just told you what was in it in terms of theme before. They they tell they tell you the theme like that that's been an ongoing thing where they tell you the yeah. theme and then they do a silhouette of the pop. Okay. And so the obviously you know the like it, it with some characters is harder than others with the silhouette. Yeah. But, you know, Angel is super distinct, and it, and because he had the hair out, everybody knew that it wasn't like another archangel, and the, because of the shape of the wings, they knew it was like. It's an X Men box. It's Angel. They knew it was going to be a, a classic Angel. So, okay, because I know when I wanted to sign up for it, it was around Doctor Strange movie time. Yeah, and they just said Doctor Strange, but they didn't have what you could get. And yeah. you Hold know on. what you could get? Well, no, no, you don't. Do you the, know what it what came with it? I know what came with it. Like in, since I got the box, yeah, but no, no, no. But you don't know what came with the Doctor Strange one. Oh, uh, I don't remember. No, do you it know? was the uh, the cape. Oh, that's cool. But it was a bathrobe. Oh, that's that's still cool though. That's really cool. But I yeah. can't get it because I just thought I was gonna get a Funko Pop of Doctor Strange. Yeah. This one, this one was actually not as great of a box, in the sense that usually they come with like, uh, like you know, just like how you have the the cape, bathrobe. It usually comes like a t-shirt or something yeah. like that. This one did not come with a t-shirt, and so there were a lot of people that were disappointed. Um, it did come with beat socks. Yeah, I, but those socks don't even fit you, right? Probably not. No, I've never, they, I'm, they're all for like thin calf people. Yes, I'm sure there's. Look, I, I'm sure they're like one size fits most type socks, but I I wear a size 12 to 13, yeah. so it's not gonna fit my. Because I got some Joker socks, and like yeah. they'd only fit a girl that's one ten five nine. Exactly right. With like enough, my my feet are probably closer to the sizes of actual beast feet. Yeah, like your whole proportions are actually like if you would have taken gymnastics. Like you could have yeah. been beast stunt double. There you go. <laughs> how how much was the box? Forty uh, bucks. Was, uh, I paid thirty. You uh, can get that it, robe it, for thirty bucks. You can get the what? The robe. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, it's thirty bucks on on Prime for the box. Yeah. Ten things. It doesn't say what the next one is. That's Captain Marvel. Uh, not my Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Not my Carol Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
if they make a snowman Iceman though, I might get that. It yeah, turns out Mike Carroll Danvers is in Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, uh, an Iceman, snow, a snowman Iceman would be amazing. Well, I'm glad you got your angel pop. I remember when I'm I dated a girl named Angel, she popped. Wow. I gotta make it dirty. No, it was very clean. It was in the shower. We all know that was a thing. <laughs> Not after I was done. What? <laughs> I don't know. I had to say something. I was put on the spot, goddamn. You just stop uh, drinking scotch. Jay, man, give us your final thoughts for the, for this week. Um. So February nineteenth, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. I forgot what the post title is. Narrative. Mobile Suit Gundam Narrative is going to be in theaters on February 19th. So if you see it, we can talk about it on the show. What? Mobile Suit Gundam Narrative is going to be in theaters February 19th. What is Gundam Narrative? You're asking me what the subtitle means? Yeah, like, or is it like, is it the next Gundam thing, or is it like a comp, like a thing, like a, a one of those ones where they, like, it sounds like a documentary. Yeah, like I don't like what. Yeah, I don't, I've never even heard of that. What is that? I believe it's a movie. I believe it's a story movie. I didn't look up the synopsis. I only saw a trailer. <laughs> That's look. I don't know is an acceptable answer. I got you. It's about the Gundams going to Fire Festival. <laughs> Heck, man! What's your, what's your final thought, man? Uh, people need to do Bane better. Give that boy the spotlight. As Larry says, word. Word. Yeah. Uh, Oz, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, I know you guys don't watch Arrow anymore, but I recommend yeah. this week's episode, season seven, episode 12, Emerald Archer, because it's like they did a documentary about vigilantes with the main focus being um, Green Arrow. And they... they it, they play it like that in the show. Like the intro is all different and everything. It's cool, cool little watch. That does sound interesting. Nice little standalone, too. Do they talk to other superheroes? Yeah, because it's about all vigilantes. And like uh, Black Canary is there, but she's um, she's gone straight. Like she's the DA now. So, and Did you talk to anybody that hasn't already been introduced in the show? Villains. But you know what? Just watch the goddamn eyes. episode. How about that? How about less questions and more watching? I'm not sold. But good well, it, I'm not selling it. It's a free. <laughs> you don't explain stuff right, Oz. That's your problem. Yeah. I learned it from, <laughs> from hearing you, Lawrence. <laughs> like I would have said, if you love 
that whole faux documentary and the end of Watchmen, you're going to love this episode because it's that for Arrow. I would have said that if I remembered that that was a thing. Yeah. But you're too busy thinking about pigs. Well, now I'm <laughs> good. And how good their pussy takes. <laughs> Just like bacon. Uh, for the rest of us here at Fantastic Forum and the All Games family, we'll be back next week talking the same old shit. And uh, yeah, having a, a kick talking about comics and shit. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you know our, our and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, AllGames.com as always. And then if you hear us live, you can hear us right here on AllGames.com.